Hello Sunday morning because all right, all right. Exploding heads time. <laughs> yeah. Episode 13-8. I'm Dave Z. I'm here with uh, Christian C and Brandon O. It's yeah. issue it's issue 13-8. Yeah. That would have been gold. God, Shit. God damn it. <laughs> you guys should have told me before I should have called. It just dawned on me. <laughs> when you said thirteen eight, it sounded like, you know, like issue number, reference number, all you know. Yeah, like that movie. What was that movie? Um from last year? Remember the guy had the comics and then he said thirteen eight. Oh you know yeah. That was a random acts of Re- uh, yeah, yeah. That's a... yeah. Number, two. Number, number four, yes. Yeah. Where were you on that <laughs> one? Yeah. <laughs> You should have known right away. You. <laughs> yeah. Right out of the gate. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's the, the, the fact that we've switched the clocks ahead or whatever like that, but more than ever, I hate the both of you. Oh. <laughs> oh, and I was trying to be happy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what tried? Aren't you universally okay. happy? What is Is that a Hulkamania shirt? That's right, brother. Yeah, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. I just saw him as Thunderlips in Rocky Three. Ah, yeah, right on, exactly. The ultimate All male. my love slaves out there. Meets Thunderlips. The ultimate meatball. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how about we go get that Polaroid together? Yeah, sure. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Why did it take me? I, 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 this is going to be an embarrassing thing to admit. It took Ooh. me to this view to find out that Mick was Jewish. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shalom. Yeah, yeah, of course. I had no clue. I'm like, what kind of funeral is this for an Irish guy? <laughs> I thought he was Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Let's conclude our I thought, it was, I thought it was a horribly racist hero. thing. Hey, yeah, Mick. <laughs> yeah. I can speak Hebrew because of fucking, because I have that whole thing fucking memorized with uh, Mickey's thing with with Rocky. And then Hebrew? The, Where's the coffee? Mick, huh? Barishna coffee. I said, where's the coffee? You said Hebrew. Hebrew oh. what? <laughs> Honestly, you should start a Jewish coffee company. That should be our business called Hebrew. <laughs> You're right. He Hebrew dark roast. Brew, and then we can put like the Star of David on it. That'd be fucking Or great. a little yarmulke covering up the steam. Yeah. Will that be our gimmick? <laughs> As and you guys you always know, like to say. Like, here's the silver cup, right? So it could say Hebrew here, and then the top that screws on is a yarmulke. You know what I mean? Yes, and it's got yeah. little payas hanging down the side of the cup. And it's got Amadeus, yes. Yes, Amadeus. Yes, yes. I'm a payas, I'm a payas. What's it called, payas? <laughs> that could be the commercial jingle. Dude, has, has weird, how has Weird Al Yankovic not done Amadeus? <laughs> Because he's right. not as good as Eric Webster says. I'm joking, Eric. Oh, oh. Why? Why did me say say that, <laughs> that I prefer? Say? Why did why me did say? He, I can't even why talk. Why did me say caveman? Why me saying <laughs> that the videos were preferable to me than the audio make it sound like I was giving him no credit for his music whatsoever? You said you wouldn't sit around and listen to an album. That's I wouldn't. Yeah, I, that's, I guess I, that does. I guess that wraps it up. <laughs> that's all. That's all I just said. And Eric and I did and would. That's all there is to it. No, I, would, I would sit around and watch the videos with the accompanying music, but I guess I wouldn't just sit around and listen to an album. You're just a Fairweather fan. You're a, you're a, you're a one-hit fuck. You're a hit guy. You know what I mean? You're just going for the hits. You don't listen to the deep cuts or, you know, 
You know how it is, though. See, yeah. most of the time, the song that's the single rarely is the best stuff on the album. You know what I mean? Yeah. It might be the most gimmicky. It might be the most, you know, people might gravitate to it more. But a lot, a lot of times, the best stuff are the other stuff on the album. You know that as a music fan. Yeah, so, I do know that yeah. as a music fan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's the same thing with Weird Al. You know? Okay. So, why, why me no understand I, this? <laughs> why me? <laughs> Mickey, Mickey Goldmill, that was his name. And they pushed him into the wall at the end of the mausoleum. Oh, that fucking scene. I'll tell you what. Let me talk to you about Rocky because I, I had this discussion with my brother because what we did on the show. He's as big a Rocky fan as all of us. And we were talking about it. I told him the way I ranked him. I said, how would you rank him? And his ranking was, I think, 2, 1, 3, 4, 5, 6. I think that's the way it was. So, But he also said that the top three, same as me, the, the, the top three are all 10 out of 10. So they're all there. And I said, and I, I told him, you know, uh, 312 or 321, whatever it was. And he goes, well, he goes, here's the thing. Here's the difference. He goes, four, he goes, they didn't, he goes, the drama in two is the best. He goes, he goes that speech Absol- that, that. I agree. With that, goes, that statement, you don't, you don't the drama. Get that scene, yeah. You don't get that scene in three. You do get a similar scene when she when she confronts him on the beach and, you know, what's the truth, damn it? I'm afraid, all right? You want to hear it? Let me bring me down. All right, I'm afraid. Anyway, there's the discussion on the beach, okay? That Which is good, but she goes, it, it doesn't hold the weight that Rocky too does when, when she wakes up from the coma and everything that goes in. He goes, you know, if you don't want me messing around with Creed, I won't now. And this and then she goes, they just want you to do one thing. And he's like, win, win. And, you know, yeah. and, and the then moment, the music kicks goes, in. Yeah, yeah, and then that dung, and, and then the training montage, and when he's yeah. running with the kids through fucking, he goes, yeah. nothing in three or one, touch that, and he goes, and as far as I'm concerned, in four, he goes, there's none of that, there's nothing to get over except, yeah, Creed died, and it's sad, but when he goes and he, and he, he goes to Russia, he doesn't have to overcome really anything. You, you don't have that, that you know, character arc that you get. There's a there's a nip in the air that he has to overcome. <laughs> yeah, it's very cold. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was again. I was talking to Chris and Katie Scott, and he verbatim said that that just brings them like to tears almost. That scene, the win. That that that's why I do think upon rewatch, you got to give credit to one because one started the whole thing. Oh, yeah. But as a franchise, I think two's a better movie. It takes everything that was great about one and amps it up in in not a cheesy way. The reason I like four, and I. I, I when we did this a couple episodes back, it said that's my favorite is because I'm looking at the total, the total cheese factor, as well as the fact that as a kid, I loved it. Like I'm looking at the fact that it's a montage movie. The songs kick ass. It's the shortest running time. Like they got it down to a science at that point. Here's the formula. Even as a kid. And let's just plug (laughs) it in. How long is this fucking thing? I got to get back home. (laughs) No, it was an hour and a half done and I, that was like the last 25 he, minutes he don't fight. like long movies no it's just that they it was literally the attention deficit rocky movie because it packaged everything into it and it just to me it's not just rocky 4 it might be the best example of a hollywood 80s movie and that's that's what where i'm going with it like Within the Rocky universe, I can argue. Yeah, I've just rewatched the first. I'm on a five now. I can rewatch, and that's always been my weakest one. And I can't argue anything anybody says about them because there's more emotional weight with the first three. But four is just, hey, Junior, uh, four is just <laughs> the whole package from a, just a machismo action Rocky film. And that's what I love about it. I agree. That's fair. 
that's fair. I just, I'm like my brother. I, I, I'm into the, uh, the, the whole, and again, nobody's knocking for it. It's just not to, to us, to both of yeah. us in our discussion. It's not on the level of one through three. That's all. It's a different type of movie. But, but what he told, yeah. what he sold me about too, really made me think. I'm like, you know what? That was really sad. It makes me the saddest of all of them with Mickey. But you're right. That that speech is cool and Rocky's doubting himself because of everything Mickey told him and all that other stuff. But in Rocky 2, you know, it's a much more serious thing. He wouldn't even see his kid yet until his wife came out of the coma if and he was there praying every day. And, and the stuff in the beginning, he's trying to be legit. And, he, and They're making fun of him because he can't read. He's trying to do the commercials. He doesn't want to fight anymore. The drama of that and everything he goes through and like in Creed's calling him out, calling him the, you know, the stallion chicken and mocking him publicly. And Creed's all that. amazing in that. Yeah. Oh, he's it's more Creed's that. movie because again, that's what gives it weight. I, I mean, again, you can't True, have it without yeah. you can't have it without part one. But it's such a great continue. It it truly is a great sequel because Man. as much of it is a remake because he's he's copying the formula. It's a perfect continuation of the story as well. And in Rocky three, really, is Rocky one and two combined? The the formulas perfection in these movies he knows exactly the right True. manipulation so you don't feel like you're being manipulated rocky has to lose at right. least one fight a movie yeah. <laughs> he didn't lose in four well he lost uh, apollo he lost apollo yeah well he lost a person yes of course he, he didn't throw in the damn towel that he should have been arrested drago should have been arrested that was cold-blooded murder True. If he dies, the towel, the towel he was dies. thrown. He threw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Sad. No, I thought the You're towel right. was dropped. Did they do that it beautiful was. montage later where the towel's falling, Apollo's falling, Stallone's falling? I think it's a no easy way out in, and everything. In the alternate, around. in the alternate <laughs> version, Apollo is winning the fight, and Rocky throws the towel in, and it lands on Creed's head, <laughs> and then the and then Chago <laughs> kills him because he can't see. <laughs> <laughs> Living in America. Ah, I feel good. And you don't have James Brown in any of the other ones. Yeah. It was a gimmick already. It was fucking one gimmick after another. Ah, it was you know? so good. In and, and fucking Apollo. If Apollo didn't dance around so much before the fight, he wouldn't have been fucking winded. He couldn't. Yeah, even... he fatigued. He fatigued. Yeah, he fatigued. He fucking blew his load in the pregame. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what's so great about it. It's all awesome. oh, it's such a great It's movie. all that yeah. sound check. That's the only reason why I pick it. It's one. It's one. It's one music video to the next. But it, oh, it's, it's so good! Every song is amazing. I could work out to that whole soundtrack. There is a great shot in the No Easy Way Out montage. So he leaves Adrian at the top of the stairs in the one dramatic, well, one of two small dramatic scenes in the movie. And then yeah, and then and you just see her yep. there. He leaves. She's still standing there. But in the song, in the montage, you see her turn and leave. It's such a great moment. Like I mean. I, I love it. I don't know why. It's just such a small great. thing. I love it. Yeah. I love. Listen, I'm really into it. It's fun. It, it, it hits. Oh. I always check out. I'm like, it's okay. I just don't have any. But the funny thing is, I always thought that the fight, the fight itself in four, in the end, is the best fight of the entire franchise. Yeah. Like, an entertaining boxing match. I think it's sure, great. It's, I'll give it props. It's, I, I mean, just you'll never see a real boxing match like that in real life. There's no, no. way. Like, the way they trade off punches. Like... <laughs> I lost money though on DraftKings though because I bet on Drago. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Uh, hindsight's, hindsight's the most 50, action, 50, my friend. That's like what, what movie was that? That was Fletch. Remember he bet against Rocky. 
And Rock. No, it wasn't Fletch. It was uh. What movie it was, was it? No, it was Chevy Chase, but it was in Dirty Work. Oh, I never not, saw it. It's not a great movie, but oh, he's a uh, the Norm Macdonald one. Yeah. Yeah, I like that movie actually. It's it, it, it's it's not a great movie, but it is fun. But Chevy Chase is like. Every time you see him, he's got—he's a doctor. He's got a broken arm, a broken leg, because he owes bookies money because he bet against Rocky in Rocky Three. <laughs> <laughs> I think Artie—well, Artie Lang's in that movie, and I could be wrong about this, but I thought he talked about his interaction with Chevy Chase because Chevy Chase came on the show years later, but didn't recognize—didn't recognize Artie, and he's like, "We were in a movie together." Like, or something like that. I mean, they might have only shared a couple of scenes. Artie but... Lang looks a lot different. Well, no, they were well, like the scenes they yeah. share are in it, but Artie Lang looks a lot different every time you see him. <laughs> yeah, well, not what he is now, where he's undergoing the, the flat nose and everything else, and and had overcome his addiction. I'm talking about like back. Well, he may still have been fighting addiction, but back in 2000 Probably or plumped up. early 2000. Probably plumped up by that time. Wasn't you know, that Rocky probably... Seven? Where he fought addiction? <laughs> that would be good. He should become an addict. <laughs> it would have happened in five. That's what I love about five in the he beginning. In the beginning, they're rich. Addiction. And they got all that stuff going on. <laughs> Come on, cocaine. <laughs> now yeah. heroin comes into the ring. <laughs> and then he can I got a smack again. crack. <laughs> he could say, you think maybe this fight is, you know, you against you? You know what I mean? It's addiction. He can be sent into the mirror. <laughs> there is no tomorrow. Speaking of the mirror. But enough of uh, Rocky. Holy cow. Woo. What if they um, do like a Rocky Rambo crossover? <laughs> that would be fantastic. Yeah, dude, that, that's why Sly gets fucked, should get props for the Rocky series, for the Rambo series. Like, to me, he's better than all those other guys that did action movies. Most of their shit became like low-budget fucking... I mean, not Schwarzenegger, but still, by comparison, it's not the same. Like, yeah, but, and any retire. other guy outside of Schwarzenegger that, that did him, everything just became like direct to video, like fucking almost like a shell of fucking yeah. what the first movies were and what they were doing. Like the only the strong, the best, I think, are, are Stallone and, and then and then Arnold. But Arnold, it isn't like Arnold's some fucking amazing actor. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying Sly's amazing, but I think he's underrated is what I'm getting at. Yeah. That's all. So, um, ratings. Okay. Ratings yeah, again. <laughs> um, B, you ever heard of American cheese? Yes. Okay. C, have you ever heard of American cheese? Yeah, that's all you could order at Subway. Like, why? Why have you look like you don't even know what this is? No, no, no. Because in Canada, they don't call it American cheese. That's why I, I thought you were going to say a different answer. Uh, I don't know what they call it in Canada. I think it's just cheddar. But in the in the states, they just go. Could I get American? Could you put American on that? Like at every subway you go to, I go put whatever fucking cheese you've got. Just make my goddamn hoagie. Now, are you a white or yellow American? You can't say that. <laughs> Jesus. They're gonna ban that next. That's gonna. They're gonna be canceling cheese next. <laughs> Canceled cheese. <laughs> Curd culture. Isn't that not just American cheddar? Which is like no, you, you know, no. American is different than cheddar. Yes. Well, Canadians call it processed. Pro- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pros- yeah, exactly. Processed cheese. That's processed. what they call fucking American cheese. Yeah. And it's I forgot everything, about it. Everything you guys eat is processed. Have you guys learned that yet? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you kill it in a field, it's been processed. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Even your Whole Foods are processed. <laughs> it's true. Sad but true. 
But I forgot about that because I, I don't watch Canadian television anymore. I used to always hear it when I was a kid with commercials and processed cheese. They would say, and I was having a discussion with my friend about it. He goes, yeah. I go, yeah, I forgot about that. He goes, that, that, that's what? That's American? He's like, yeah. So as soon as I heard that, I'm like, I'm going I'm to ask C on the next show about, you know. That's hilarious. Really, at the end of the day, and I'm, I, I make a joke, but there's a lot of sincerity here, too. Doesn't that just describe America? True. American right. cheese processed. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Your whole culture you. processed. <laughs> Look at my <laughs> friend. I feel like rage is building in him. No, not at all. <laughs> you don't care. Well, why don't they call it American is the funny part. Like, why don't they, like we call Canadian bacon Canadian bacon. We don't call it some other name. We don't call it uh, you know, processed bacon or some shit. You know why? <laughs> I'll tell you why, because we've had so much of your culture thrown down our throats. And everybody's going to think I'm coming off as, like, spiteful or whatever like that. It's not. I grew up on American movies like and, and TV and whatever. Right. I think that's it. We had so much of that put on us. I'm not saying this is the reason, but I'll, I'll make it the excuse as to why we don't call it American <laughs> cheese. We're like, enough! <laughs> Processed cheese it is. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. We have Pokey Brewster. Anything. We're not calling it American cheese. Hey, honey, you want to watch processed graffiti tonight? <laughs> I got what it. do they welcome more? Do you think they like they like French more than Americans? Like, would you rather have the French shoved down your throat or the fucking the American culture? What bothers uh, you more or less? I, I really, at the end of the day, neither really bothers me. Okay, well, uh, that's good to know. Good. Yeah. He's like, I, he's like, I'd rather not have this conversation. For, no, no, no. For for, <laughs> for entertainment purposes, and because I love, I love, you know, the reaction sometimes it gets. But at the end of the day, I, I don't care. I mean, it, I, I want everybody just to get along. I, I, as much as I make I'm jokes, I want peace and love, peace and love. I, right. I like, I like unity. I just find it yeah. funny that. And again, I make jokes, and I don't want to get too political here, but you, you call it the United United States of America. And I'm like, there's huh. nothing fucking united about one of these states. You're right <laughs> about me that. Me versus me. <laughs> but it's yeah. a joke. There's a joke there, but that's the outsider looking in. But I love everything. If you, if you find it, let me know, and, and please tell I've me. been, I've been to the states, <laughs> and to multiple states, more than most Americans, probably. I've seen more states than most of the American population. There is a thing that we talked about this on the show. I think that, you know, the majority of them see eight states or less in their lifetime. Yeah. Unless they're driving through them. I can buy that. Sure. Yeah. Well, so, I understand when the circus comes to town, it, it goes to every town and you know, <laughs> there is. Which state has the best elephants. Uh, uh, Idaho. <laughs> Idaho. Idaho. Who, who are you calling a hoe? I used to think this is going to be an Idaho. You did say Idaho. Like I, Iowa and Idaho combined. It's a combination of Idaho, Iowa, and Ohio. Oh, yeah, and Oshawa. That would be united. <laughs> Idaho. Idaho. Like I said, I make Alabama the prison state, everything would be better. Just one prison Idaho. state. <laughs> Dave's going to tell us about a girl he used to date from Idaho, and every time he went down on her, she tasted like potatoes, right? <laughs> All rotten, baby. I just thought she, it was funny that she was the only person I knew from Idaho, and she would visit in Vegas occasionally for, for business. And I hooked up with her uh, a couple times, and I met her at the casino. And uh, she, when I first met her, it was Idaho. And then, then I started teasing her, Idaho. I said, Utah. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, just joking. You know what I mean? No, it wasn't like being mean. It was just, yeah. you know, being playful, you know? So every time I hear Idaho, I stop coming to the casino. <laughs> 
You're right. She just came to see me. She didn't have to come to the casino to see me anymore. She had my number after that. The story has a happy ending. She's upstairs right now. It's the wrench. <laughs> no. <laughs> Tell them about Idaho. <laughs> Don't you wish you had a button you could push and find out what happened to everybody you slept with? Like where they are in life, what became of them, what they're doing. Like, man, maybe when you go to heaven, you find that out or something. You know, I, I just want to know these things. Maybe when you go to heaven, you find <laughs> that out. The answers to all your questions. That's, that would be, if heaven could be two things, one of them for me would be like to be perpetually trapped in, in like 1984 or something forever as a child, you know, and just continue living like 1984 over and over again. Or when you get there, you get back everything you ever lost and you get every question you ever wanted answered. Th- those would be great. Tr- that's a dream scenario for me, but. Man, that's what, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, we didn't get the memo that today was headband day, did we, Dave? Uh, Brandon? Sorry. Brandon's still wearing the hat. I, I would have worn the headband, but uh, there's one problem with that. I don't fucking own a headband because it's not 1980 anymore. Well, He's perpetually <laughs> in 1984. Check Dave, it out. You're in heaven. This is my do-rag. See? Oh, there we go. The multiple jewels. Now that makes, yeah, that makes way do- more sense. I have about a dozen of these things, and I do all kinds of different things with them. But because I had a Hulkamania on today, I said, well, I'll roll with the headband because it'll go with the oh, motif of Hulk. You could put it back into a headband now. What do you do with a do-rag? What I'm doing right now. It, it, a do-wop. It keeps my, keeps my hair. <laughs> do-wop. Amazing. You can't say that. <laughs> sure you can. Kings don't get offended at shit yeah. like that. I was having this discussion with my daughter because we watched The Godfather, and there's this one scene when the guy, when, uh, when what's his name, meets Jack Waltz, and he's like, he goes, I don't care how many Dago Wap guineas come out of the woodwork, Johnny Fontaine doesn't get that part. You know, he's like, I'm yeah. German Irish. He goes, well, listen up, my Kraut Mick friend. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. She was beautiful. Anyway. <laughs> well, Mick, Mick calls Rocky a Dago and Rocky. And then I asked my dad, because I've heard Wap numerous times, but Dago... I actually asked my dad to go, what's a Dago? And he said he didn't know. This is way back when. when That's where Yoda was. (laughs) That's where he lived. (laughs) Dago bar. Dago system? (laughs) The Dago system. Dago bar. It used to be a joke. Hey, Yoda, get over here. (laughs) Shine my fucking shoes. (laughs) I just got a new pair of Italian shoes, actually. Wherever I go, Dago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was telling my daughter because she didn't know what th- those words meant. I go, that's because uh, they're Italian slurs, and we don't care. Like when you slur an Italian, we don't get offended by it. It's just one thing about Italian. It's not a big. We don't give a fuck. It's it's like calling us fucking anything, a, a cracker or something. It doesn't bother me. Uh, slurs never had bothered me, and I was giving it, her this whole thing. Well, this is in a Italian. fight situation, though they would. If someone comes up, hey, you greasy fucking wop, you'd probably be like, oh. well, I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make me feel better, but I mean, I just, <laughs> it's never like hurt my feelings. You've made my day. It's, and I don't know any Italian, I don't know any Italians that, that that it really affects them to hear that shit. They just kind of laugh it off, like Goomba and all that shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. it just, I don't know, grease ball. I mean, grease ball is a little derogatory, but we are greasy. It's a fucking. That's the thing. It's just like Eddie Murphy says, and he goes, yeah. "That's not." It's not. It's not racist. It's stereotypes. It's true. He says because black people have big lips, white yeah. white people can't dance because it's not <laughs> stereotypes. It's true, and he's right. So that's just that, that everybody's so uptight though. You can't. You know. You can't say that. But I mean, 
a lot of stereotypes are started for a reason. And it's okay. And Italians do like pasta. And we do have oily skin. And all this. These well, things are true. I'm not embarrassed by it. Big fucking deal. You know? But anyway, I don't even know how we got on that. I, uh, I honestly think that uh, Brandon's comedy special or whoever's comedy special should be like, you can't say that, should be like the, the name of the special. <laughs> yeah. And remember that show, You Can't Do That on Television? That should yeah. be it, and Brain and Ted will be on it. You can't say that, and the stamp comes in. <laughs> ah, and his face comes apart. <laughs> That's a good Canadian show. I'll tell you that much. That was the good old days in Nickelodeon. You know? You can't do it on television. Ah, oh, man, good shit. So, breaking news. I left the VHS groups. Yes. Uh, Peacefully. Peacefully, because uh, I, I basically... Boo. <laughs> well, the thing is, I'm tired of seeing things come up. Here, here's this $85. Who wants it? Sold. You know, somebody. And I'm like, well, number one, I could never afford this. Well, I could afford it, I suppose. Number one, I would never pay that much for a VHS. So all the ones that I really want left that I don't have at this point are ridiculously high. And it's so rare that one's going to come in. It's like, I don't need to see this. I have one empty slot on my VHS shelf, and I'm 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 more than happy with what I have. And if occasionally I go on eBay and I find one and I buy one or something, but it's not worth it for the endless notifications that I was because before I welcomed them, I wanted to see if there was a fire sale or someone put something up. Now I'm like, well, I'm pretty much over it now. So, so yeah, I just left the groups. No, no harm. No, I'm not angry at all. Just I had my fun. I want to join a Fangoria group now, but I mean, that's another story because that's my, my new obsession. But it's just like, off we go. So the VHS groups, I don't think any of us belong in them, right? Me, B, C, right? Uh, I left. No, I, I, I left like a couple weeks back. And then... and it's okay. It's over. Now. I left. Uh, wait, hold on. I left. Yeah, I'm gone. I, Johnny, yeah. Johnny, uh, Johnny New so... Pants. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny New Pants is still in there, so he can uh, he can report back. But he wants to collect, so I mean, power to. That's him. okay. By all means, have fun. Yeah, just you know, just be careful on, on what you say in front of these people because they they get offended. You know, that's like everybody these days. They get offended. You know, like Italians, we can't be offended. Well, I can't be offended. Oh, I, you know. <laughs> Back to that. Oh man. But I'm all about unity. It's like you were saying. See, you know, I don't look at it. I'm tired of separation. I don't want separation. I want it. I want it to be not this race, that race, this this gender, that gender. I want everyone just to be that. That this is the human race, and, and we're human beings. That's the only race that matters, and the amazing. Right. This is a fun show. <laughs> <laughs> and the amazing Jonathan. Yes. <laughs> and the amazing, the amazing Jonathan when he runs that race. <laughs> Any race the amazing Jonathan r- runs <laughs> becomes the amazing race by default. <laughs> uh, Okay, I, I just found some news out the other day listening to a podcast, a year-end show, and did you guys know that the girl in the lodge, the, the young girl, you know, the girl from the cult, you know you know who her, uh, what her, her family is? Elvis. Yeah. I, I told you that. You told me? How did I not remember that? When did you tell me this? I told you that Riley Cuff, she's uh, Elvis's granddaughter. Yeah, I mean, yeah. holy shit, because, and it makes sense, because... I always was in love. She goes, you're going to die. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, the women in that family are all beautiful. Like, I, Priscilla was, was friggin' gorgeous. And, and what's her and what's her name? The, the daughter. Um, Lisa Marie. Lisa Marie. I always liked her. Man. 
Yeah. Now I can totally see Lisa Marie and her. Not as much Priscilla, but but I do see it. You know, Elvis himself had strong genes. I see a little bit of the king in her. Hey. <laughs> the king and I. <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess you did say that. I didn't remember or something. Or yeah, I definitely brought it up when we covered the lodge because I thought that was the most interesting thing about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and she's been in a million movies. She shows up in everything. She's good. She's good though. She really is. Yeah, she's good. So, um, you know, we got that text. I got a message last week as we were recording, and it was from Jason Smith, and I didn't open it because we were doing the show, and I wish I would have because we would have been able to discuss first that 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 thing, that, that theory that he came up with that, that the guy sent him. Did you guys see that? That's amazing yeah. shit. I, I, I opened it up on the show and responded to him while we were recording. <laughs> 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 I'm the asshole that was I, doing that. I've, yeah. ignored I to, I've ignored it to this day. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I waited till I finished the show, and then I opened it up a few hours later, when time, time permitting. And I was, I was like, "Whoa!" I go out, and I was, I'm 100 on board. I think it's great. I think oh, it brings up. Someone already debunked it on. Uh, they did another very popular horror YouTube page, Myth saw his post, and then I don't know who the fuck it was, but they. How can I watched you debunk it? it? it was like 15... Mythbusters. Because I debunked it too. I said he's distracted, but his focus was always on Laurie. No, wait, not always. But his his obsession was on Lori. But it began then it's with almost Lori. like yes. You no, know, it began and ended. That it's the only reason it, it sort of unfolds the way it does in the movies because Lori is getting a little like weirded out, going, "What the hell's going on over there?" I think eventually Michael would have come to her. I don't it's think like he, you debunked it. I think you need a nap. Why don't you go lay down in that debunk bed? <laughs> uh, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Be funny if he came back with with the wrench and just fucking smashed his camera. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome if if I ever retire from podcasting. That's how it's gonna happen. I'm gonna come here with a wrench and smash my computer. <laughs> It'll be right here on fucking like Sporting Heads episode, like you know, two twenty four or some shit. And here I'll be. <laughs> that'll be the end of it. The fucking the camera, the, the wrench hitting the camera. <laughs> The hostile takeover, it'll be like, oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, uh, you've offended C, so we're going to have to roll without him for now. All right. I Lori. See. So check it, though. I think he focused on Lori, and then high C, is that what you said? Oh, by C, sorry. I see. By C, yeah. orange. <laughs> but I think he got he got distracted because he did spend all the time making sure that he that he hunted down. <laughs> ah! I called it. I called it. I called it. He must have heard you. He had to have heard me, right? That noise in the background. (laughs) Did you hear me? Yeah, I heard you. Oh, okay. (laughs) That would have been incredible. Oh, is that the Levi Etheridge wrench? Yeah, the Levi. Yeah, the Levi. Yeah. (laughs) It's awesome. Hey, Christian, grab me the Levi. That's amazing. (laughs) It's because well, of the handlebar. Look, it's perfect. perfect. That is, that's why it should be called that. Oh my god! Because of this, it's fucking perfect. It is perfect. Because <laughs> of the handlebar mustache. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> the Levi, everybody. I should I should have stamped the picture quickly. I'll do what I'm playback. I'll watch and then I'll, and then I'll I'll send that picture to Levi. <laughs> It's all. Oh man! Why am I out of breath? <laughs> like I am so out of shape. It's unbelievable. 
That wrench weighs at least two pounds. <laughs> well, oh I've looked at them heavier wrenches than that. Shit. <laughs> I got one upstairs right now. Imagine if I bought a wrench, I named it Irene. <laughs> you may not be allowed back in the house. <laughs> That's true. Oh, man. So, well, anyway, I, I dug what he said about Sorry. that and how he put her in the sister bed and everything else. It was like he was happy to do it. And I dig that. I, I like that whole theory. It just makes me, like, just like he said, it makes me watch a movie that I've seen so many times and, and watch it, you know, a, a different way. It, it's fun. I like that. Oh, for, yeah, I for thought sure. it was excellent. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't it? His focus was clearly on Lori at first because she dropped the key off at the house. Mm-hmm. So he gets obsessed with her and he's, yeah. he's following her. And then once Annie acts up, yes. it's like, okay, my, my focus shifts. It's on you now. Yes. He switches direction. Yeah. Right? But it was just like he was doing an old-fashioned stakeout. He's like, that house is perfect. Annie's there. She uttered those speed kills words, which was like telling him to fuck off, I guess, in Michael Myers' language. And then he went after her, killed her, killed uh, uh, the other two. and then. Uh... But that was happenstance. They, they were at, you know what I mean? He killed the other two because they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. The only place he went... To actually stalk and kill someone was the place that he knew Annie was at. That was the only place he directly went to for a reason to kill somebody. And I think it was uh, obviously, I, I get it. I like it. Yeah, it gets us cool. to look at the movie in a different way, but it also, like, it makes the running time of the movie uh, what we need it to be. Because if we went right to get Lori, then we've got a 45 minute movie. <laughs> Well, of course, you got so yeah. it's a pit stop of, of of storytelling. But I mean, that was exactly it. He stalks in that movie, and that's what has been missing from a lot of the other films is that he observes and he goes after. Maybe Lester was the target. I think Jason jokingly <laughs> sent me a picture of Lester with a target on him. He does like to eat dog. Yeah, he wasn't the first dog he ate, but yeah, Lester, good old Lester, poor guy. Too bad they can't bring him back in uh, Halloween. <laughs> Halloween kills every fucking buddy that's Lesser, actually. Lesser versus Gordon. Yeah. It's one of Lesser was a female. And uh, no, he went out and had a hot date that night. Like she said, he actually did find a hot date for a bit and then made babies. And this is one of his puppies. This is one of Lester's grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> in, Halloween kill, in Halloween kills. It's Lester's like, yeah. great grandpup. Yeah. Why everybody wants like a final girl movie or like why not like like the animals of like, the slasher franchise come back together to to take on like the horror icons? Oh, <laughs> come together! Oh, wow. Muffin, Muffin, Gordon, Lester, yeah, etc. Yeah, all dogs, all, dogs. all the others. You, you always say etc. When you have no more examples, etc. is perfect for that. <laughs> That should be the name of a pet. If I get, if I ever get a dog, I'm naming it etc. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Have any animals been killed in slasher movies except besides dogs? Is it always dogs? I can't recall a cat being killed. I'll tell you that. Well, uh, what movie did we just watch where a bag of cats were killed? Oh, Inferno. Oh. Inferno. A bag of cats. <laughs> it's true. It was. it was a sack was of cat. A sack of cats. It's sack it was... of cat. Sackhead Jason. Sackhead Jason. <laughs> how about Sackhead Jason? Speaking of that, how about, did you see the picture I posted with the bicycle wheel above the... Uh, yeah. Oh, Crazy Ralph's shed? bike? Yeah, I think that's a cool theory. Another cool theory. I, I think you theory people becoming Crazy Ralph's. <laughs> <laughs> you put crazy, you put, 
he puts Crazy Ralph's uh, bike on top of there, but he leaves the police car parked in the middle of the fucking pathway on the way to Crystal Lake. Well, he didn't learn how to drive like Michael did. <laughs> Imagine you just see him like, with, with Crazy Ralph on his back and him, like, pedaling the bike back <laughs> <with> the jacket. <laughs> I'm telling you, a B-movie of just all that shit would be mwah, a comedy, yeah. obviously. <laughs> That'll do it, man. When the when when the when the what do you call it? when the borders open up? Alex, get on that. That's one. our nineteenth movie. Yep. <laughs> we can't combine them all into one. I'm telling you, it's just a clip show. People will appreciate it clip too. I think. Show. You know, it'll be a clip show for horror. horror It'd be, that'd be it, like like a Kentucky Fried mo- movie, but with updated right. with horror. Like they haven't done that in ages. That was what that was the idea of that show that we never ended up doing anything with that TG TBA TBA to be announced. That was the idea of it. Like it just in out as much as possible. Like I, I didn't want anything to go too quickly or too too long from a sketch wise. That would be a great idea for it. It's kind of like Robot Chicken. Robot Chicken but live right. action. Live action. Yeah. Wow, see that could be it. Live chicken. And B, B, you want to act, you can be a producer. What do you say? Live chicken. Live chicken. chicken. (laughs) That would be sweet to do. I'm telling you, that that could be it. Man, sackhead Jason pushing things. Wow. Anyway, I had an idea and um, it left. But it's something to do with the movie. Maybe he's wearing a a potato sack that's from Idaho. And he says, Idaho, you know. <laughs> See, that would work. People like those stupid things. That would get over. We'll have to remember that. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, like the greasy strangler. People talk about that that ridiculous line all the time. Which, you know, how easy it is to make a dumb line like that and to have people catch it. It's true. That's why I don't respect it as much because it's like everybody loves it. And to me, it seems easy. Like, what line? We can have like you and I could be arguing about something in the movie, and I could just say to you, um. Mm, Greasy. No dice. Huh? <laughs> Greasy. Crazy? Well, well, Greasy. Greasy. <laughs> well, I didn't know what line it was from the Greasy Strangler, so now that's going to be I'll the line we up use. One. No, well, no, I'm making is. up a line for our movie so that it'll catch on with, with stupid shit. People like stupid shit. And I can, it's easy to write stupid shit. That's what it, I, that, that's This my is point. a greasy robot chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we what, was like the greasy, what was the line in Greasy Strangler? I still don't uh, remember. Well, bullshit artist. People act like they never heard that term before. They still talk about it. I've been using the term bullshit artist for fucking 30 years. I don't, I don't see why that's such a big deal because it was said in a movie. That movie should pay you residuals. <laughs> a bullshit artist is a term that, that's a known term. That movie No, is it is. It is. That, that, I don't get why that's so funny to people. Bullshit artist. I mean, huh. okay. Anybody can really, do it. I really don't like that movie. It's no different than watching a fucking trauma movie and they say anything. I, I could quote something from Toxic Avenger endlessly if I wanted to. But I mean, yeah. I don't know. Oh, walk this damn dog. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> I can make up a term off the sure. top of my head. Like, seriously. I, I, I'll say, um, you and I will have a discussion and the answer will be uh, no. And I'll, I'll say, no dice. And you'll be like, no dice. No dice. Yeah, catchphrase. And that'll be the next catchphrase in the horror community. See I don't give a rat's ass. A fat rat's ass. A People have heard that for years. Or, or a frog's fat ass, as Chevy Chase said in Vacation. But, I mean, it's easy to write that, that horror comedy schlocky stupid shit. To me, in my opinion, I think it's easy to write those things. It's Yes, it's easier said than done, but that's why I don't get on board so much. Because, to me, it just seems like the effort doesn't take that much effort, but... But people apparently love it. So if, if you want to make a buck, if something's easier said than done, 
Why don't people just say it before they do it? I don't know, but that's going to be a line in the movie. <laughs> and every time we make one of those lines in the movie, you got to turn to the camera and go, eh? <laughs> Like what's his name did in Three's Company. Remember Mr. Roper would do that sometimes in Three's Company? There'd be a laugh track and he'd look at the camera. <laughs> you know? Mr. Ro- Three's Company to me was like a background show. I know people hold it in high regard. It was one of those shows that would I'd see when i come home from school. It'd be on. I'd watch. It'd be there, but I'd be like doing something else and I'd laugh and, you know, like it. But I never sat down and actually watched it. You like, must. For like a long... I, I, I probably... Obviously, I'm... Generalizing, I've seen episodes, but more times than not, it was like a background show for me. Oh, you should watch it now. Although you can't get it anywhere, it's not streaming anywhere at this uh, point. So fuck it. We'll figure eh? it out eventually. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> you're looking, at, you're looking at the wrong camera. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> We've been waiting for you. When again it in his in his in three's company too. <laughs> that song is great, isn't it? <laughs> so great that you remembered all the words. <laughs> Actually, I do know it. Hold on. Oh, Come no, and knock on our door. Go. Take a step that is new, where the loving is his and his and no, his and hers and her, hers and hers and his three's company too. Come and dance on our floor. We've been waiting for you. you filthy whore. <laughs> That's the show I wanted to watch. <laughs> Idaho. Come on, mop my floor, you filthy whore. <laughs> the Three's Company Blues. <laughs> Abs? Yeah. <laughs> oh, thing. There is one review that sums up this show. It's like these guys really cracked themselves up, and that guy or girl nailed it. <laughs> Oh, and, but it's and true. The, and the frontal lobe's not being developed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's I think that's spot on too. <laughs> I couldn't have any more frontal lobes. Look at these things. I think they're protruding out of my fucking head. <laughs> How about that trivia contest I won? I went on uh, randomly. I went. Uh, it's a podcast I listened to. It's called. Don't bring up trivia, room, Brandon. <laughs> well, I'll bring it up, all right. Because in the end, I'm even happier. But because I won, which is what I wanted to begin with, <laughs> and the other one didn't finish. Which is perfect for me. So it was like, okay, I go on to Instagram because I'm checking a message because I talked to the people from Gutter Garbs. I don't know if you guys saw the new Friday Two shirt that's coming out, but of course I pre-ordered it. But they've been on fire lately with uh, the the Nightmare Three shirt they put out, the Halloween Three uh, line. I didn't get them. The Friday Two I had to get, but I had to get. There's no no way I'm not getting it. Do me oh. next. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was talking to them on their thing. I love their shirts. And I said something about them. And I said, man, I'd like to do a promotion. And they said, hey, send us a message. We'll work something out. So I thought we'd get something going on with the podcast. And gutter garbs, anything would be fucking great because I love their shit, you know. So I've been going on Instagram more lately because I'm checking to see if they respond to my message. So I, I go on to see if they responded. And I see uh, Alone in the Dark podcast is starting a live video. So I'm like, okay, I'll watch these guys. I, I like their podcast. It's just two guys, you know. So I put it on, and it was a fucking trivia. And I just had, and it was like 16, 17 people. They, they just happened to be starting trivia. So they were asking trivia questions, and whoever was quickest on, with the answer would get it. Long story short, this went on for like fucking an hour. And I, uh, and I, I ended up winning a, fucking, a Friday the 13th Part 4 poster. Nice. <laughs> which, which, it's a small one. It's, I don't know where I'm going to put it. And it's a Part 4 that I, I don't have. It's like a picture. It's kind of a cool thing. So I'm like, okay. 
I'll take that. You know what I mean? But I thought that was cool. I wish we could do live Instagram videos. What, I think that would be what, fun. We can. You just have to do it on your Instagram. I don't have Instagram. Now I'm going to I just rejoined Twitter after being off Twitter for a bit, too. But Twitter rocks, dude. We can, get do it on my, we can do it on MySpace. still think I have my password somewhere. <laughs> it's still around, isn't it, MySpace? Isn't it still sort of around in the background somewhere? Well, America Online is still around, isn't it? Is AOL.com still around? Can you yeah. still do it? Hotmail. <laughs> can you still do it? I think you can. Yahoo chat rooms, I, don't, I, I do not think are, sadly. I used to love the shit out of those Yahoo chat rooms. Neither are the IMDB message boards. I miss oh, that's that's. I wanted us to make an app. To bring them back. Yeah, my space is around. <laughs> See? Speaking of apps, uh, Rabbit and Red Radio, uh, did you, these guys, you know, I, I think you, you've heard me talk about them before. It's because right now the host of the regular show are, are, are Michael J. And, um, and and Cody, Cody Robinson. And before Cody was there, it was it was, it was was uh, John. So John Rhodes. Yeah. That's uh, why so I thought uh, he, he left. Yeah. When did he leave? Well, a long time ago? Well, he's on the network now because they got an app, so they have to have 24-7 fucking shit going on there. It's crazy. So he has a solo show on it now called Roads on the Rocks, and he plays music. I don't know what's going on with Movie Misfits. I think it was a lot of work for him because he had to edit and produce and all that, and you know, what always happens with these guys. And um, I don't know, though. It's just, it's just been a minute, and it's I, I, I love the show. I've told them many times. But the thing is... They started this thing, and it's an app, but it's 24-7. He had to get a license. He could play whatever music he wants, but it's an app. It's Rabbit and Red Radio, and fucking I, I did a guest thing on uh, on Rabbit and Red with, with uh, Michael J. and Cody, and I bullshitted with them for an hour or so, but it's really cool because it's a fucking actual app, and they have to have 24-7 shit on there. So you go on there. It's like a streaming app. There's also on-demand stuff. So you can play any of the anything that's there, but there's also a twenty four seven thing going, and they have to keep it going. So, you know, well, it's weird. When I joined Podbean, uh, what, when I first started TJF thirteen, they had like the option. Eventually, I don't know if it was like six months, a year in, that you could create an app. Now it didn't have to be twenty four hour streaming content, but it could literally be download your TJF thirteen app here, and it would be the logo of the show on your phone. It was actually kind of cool. <laughs> And then you just clicked I, on it and then open it. Shut the I, fuck up. I did. No, I did that. I did that. I, that was my next question. Does anyone know how to get rid of this fucking logo? <laughs> it's long it, gone. It's, it's not. I'm just going to fucking hurl my fucking uh, phone right out the window. <laughs> <laughs> well, Horophilia had an app for a bit. Jason started one for us, too. It's just that most people just... I don't know how 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 much usage he got out of it, but I downloaded the the pedophilia app by accident, and now <laughs> now I gotta chuck my phone out the window <laughs> again. Uh, speaking of horophilia, it's done. It's uh, the feeds are dead, and uh, sad. It's it's uh, Gonzo. Chicken yep. feeds are dead. Them some greasy chickens. Bullshit artist. Eh? 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 Chicken feed. What? <laughs> Man, anyway, yeah, RIP horophilia, yeah, for real, for real, for real. And Rabbit and Red, check out that app 24 7 stuff. And I asked Jason because I saw there were like close to 3 million downloads when he shut it down. Exploding Heads accounted for 2.8 million of those. (laughs) (laughs) It's fact. Fact. He sent me the numbers. You're the only one he sent numbers to. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, and he sent me the top ten from last month, and guess what? We were, we were one through ten. Yeah. <laughs> I know we had a quarter million. I know we had a quarter million at one point when we became the, the most downloaded show. So, you know, that's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. Shit, think about that. If, if, if he had 280, you know what I mean? 2.8 million, and we, in our in our short time, had a quarter million. That's, that's not bad. That's a little chunk to take out. So, yay. Almost 10%. <laughs> yeah, a little something, something. So, anyway. Had nothing, nothing yeah. from <laughs> yeah. we'll start our own network who knows yeah. start our own app no. let's do this 24 hours a day <laughs> I'm here still wanna... Rocky 4 <laughs> talk about it more you know okay. Mick was a Jew Dago yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Mickey Shalom you know Shalom they said shalom like four or five times in that prayer at the end before they uh before they pushed me. Did they daven? I know Christian hates I don't davening. Think so. Christian no, hates davening in movies. Yep, he does hate davening. Yeah, there you go. They didn't do that's it. His, they didn't yeah. do it. Yeah. No. That's why that's why I never knew. Rock around the clock. <laughs> I can't believe that. I think Dave Dave, you created a brilliant title. Weird Al needs to do Amapeus. Yeah, right? Amapeus. Amapeus. <laughs> He did do what he thought. A little late on that song. Most people aren't going to get the reference at this point, sadly. <laughs> Rock me on the dais. That's, that's from the good old days, sadly. He did do the, the Hebrew thing, though, wasn't it? What was that one thing he did? Amish. Uh, not Hebrew. Amish um, Paradise. Amish Paradise. That's right. I, you know what? I, I, I'm kind of caught in the middle between you and Eric Webster's argument and Christian's. The, the, the songs and the lyrics, they really are brilliant. But... I want. I do want to see the videos. The videos are great, but he only has a video for freaking two songs on the album. What about that's the other true? Song? That's true. That's true. Fuck yeah. Him. Oh, Fuck you can still guy. hear them on uh, on YouTube with like a picture from the album on it. <sighs> a They're great video. album. Not everyone. The early ones. The early ones. The first, like like I said, the first four or five were really really good stuff. But anyway, Weird Al. <laughs> Weird Al, Al Yankovich. Are we doing this drawing, this show, or no? Yes, I'm going to sketch you in the nude. <laughs> you can That's be a big, be... big honking Woody. <laughs> <laughs> like in 3D, like coming at you. <laughs> we have a whole patrons. Oh, look at them. Wow. <laughs> look 161 look. patrons. Yep. Wow. How come I'm getting no fucking money then? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we went 100... back to being free, Brandon. Uh, I thought we told you this. <laughs> I feel like fucking Milton in office space. I feel like I've been put in the basement and you just canceled my uh, my check with payroll. You didn't fire me, but you just turned off my paycheck. We canceled you. We didn't fire you. Canceled culture. <laughs> I watched what do you call it the other day, New Jack City, because it was the um, the anniversary, thirty years, right? So I'm, you know, there's that one scene in the movie. When when he gets mad at his girlfriend Nino Brown, he says he dumps the the, the, the fucking champagne on her, and he goes, "Cancel that bitch! I'll buy me another one." <laughs> and my daughter starts laughing. She goes, "Ah, cancel!" He goes, "You should get to that and use it." I'm like, "Oh yeah, for like cancel culture, that would be a funny fucking meme to have." Cancel that bitch. It could just be something you put up when someone says something you want to say. Cancel. How about cancel culture club? And it's Boy George, and the song's <laughs> about to start, and then it just goes off. It never plays. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> that would be see that could be in our movie cancel right? culture club I'm telling guys you. give it up for cancel culture club they come out the song's <laughs> about to start and then they walk right off <laughs> and they all come on here's what they do they come out and they have no identification they have like all the clothes they that they wear their, their faces are covered they're not males or females they're not a color they're not a religion they're nothing they just come out fucking absent of all well you can't say all white because then it would be the worst thing you could do so i guess they could just come out like all all red nobody nobody has a problem with red do they oh no wait maybe natives hold on let's think of uh... purple. <laughs> they could come out dressed in just purple head to toe and move around a little bit in, in some dances that are unoffensive for fucking five minutes and leave. Cancel Culture Club, ladies and gentlemen. That's offensive to all the grimaces out there. <laughs> what the fuck is grimace anyway? What? What the fuck's a grimace? Is he yeah, like a dinosaur? I never oh, knew either. He's my favorite. <laughs> it's an old joke from the Skeletal Crew. They were talking one day about it. And they were saying, yeah, it's just like that, that conversation stand by me. You know, Mickey's a mouth, Pluto's a dog, whatever. What the fuck is Goofy? And they said, what the fuck is Grimace? So they looked it up on Wikipedia, and the results are fucking hysterical. Uh, on uh, the creation and the evolution of Grimace and what he <laughs> They wanted to know what he was, so they looked it up. And the description of it was even ridiculous. <laughs> the creation and evolution of Grimace. Yeah, the character. Something... Yeah, he used to have four arms and shit. He used to steal hamburgers. Dude, it was there's a whole fucking thing about Grimace. I'm not going to steal the Skeleton Crew skit. I had to reference it for the people that knew about it, though. But that, that was a classic moment on that show. What the fuck is Grimace? And they looked the, up. The only one that's going to know is Ram Man. Steal the fuck away. Make it seem like it's fresh Cody? content. Cody? <laughs> no. Jamie, who was on the fuck, well, not on that episode. It was before her. <laughs> Believe me, if I was somewhere else and nobody knew of the skeleton crew had ever heard it, I was then I would steal else. Pretend you're somewhere else. <laughs> what I've done is I've gone back to like listen to like you know like shows that pretty much no one listens to like the the Slumber Party Massacre and I just steal all their bits and then I'm gonna present them here as uh, as fresh and new. Yeah, guys, isn't it time for our pillow fight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take oh. your shirts off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> time for free. Yeah, I'm not even gonna say nothing. Uh, yeah, episode two should be out. I got to listen to it this week for sure. And guess what today is? It's a year and a half, a year and a half to the day of some amazing thing that happened. Can anybody guess what it is? Patron only. No. Is it when you stole Lucky? Yes. Yeah, it's Lucky's day. Yep, Again with half. every every episode, the fucking anniversary for this cat. <laughs> no, it's not. Every six months, I, I recognize it. So what? <laughs> it's the 14th. You know every what I mean? Episode. <laughs> every episode. There's something new. Every issue. Watch. Yeah, every issue. Watch. The next show. Episode episode one thirty nine. Guess what? It's two years since I stole lucky today. <laughs> I'm up all night to get lucky. I'm up all night to get lucky. That's what you yeah. were singing outside the kid's house the yeah. night before. <laughs> He's like looking at the window. No. <laughs> no! <laughs> He's strategically, Dave strategically put those tires he delivered in ways so the dad comes running out of the house and trips over them. God, God damn it. Dave's like, ha, 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 you motherfucker. <laughs> he just drove off with the cat. I should go to that house. And I should. I know where the house is. I have the address saved in my, in my phone from that day. <laughs> Amazing. 
Yeah. The only reason I know is I logged into my Facebook before I came on here. It, it, my memory came up at the top, and it said, and I looked at it, and it said, it was six months. Six months ago, this happened. And this was him. And this is him now. Six months later. So I'm like, oh, today's the anniversary. It's a year and six. You know, year and a half, baby. Lucky was wow, so man. all over me this morning. So bad, I almost tripped over him four or five times. He, he was all my gosh, that cat. Every morning he's freaking, uh, he's rubbing up against my legs here, there. He's all over me constantly. He wants me to let him out in the garage now when I warm up the car in the morning. He's one attached cat. That's, I'll tell that's you. not what cats do. That's what my cat does to me. But I don't talk about it every fucking episode. That's what I'm I did last night with my dad. I'm like, Dad, please put me in the garage with the car running. Please. Hook me, hook me directly up to the fucking tailpipe. <laughs> I've had I want to go out heredity style. <laughs> or midsummer style, sorry. <laughs> Hereditary, anyway. Yeah. Okay, got- saw, saw my head off and then then put me on the tailpipe. Yeah, then put the tailpipe down my fucking neck hole. <laughs> down my neck hole. I want to make sure nothing comes back. I don't even want my organs to be used for anybody. <laughs> I'm doing my... Oh, how about another thing? An organ donor. But they're donating, like, a piano organ. <laughs> and they wheel that into the hospital room like we got an organ donor that is for the movie right? this should... that, that's right out of airplane or like something yeah, that like that is right out of airplane. that's awesome that's great. it didn't happen in airplane it didn't happen but no. that's no. like no, it's so, it's but so imagine that someone said well we can go to somebody's house somebody got killed in the movie right like Jason killed somebody oh well remember he's an organ donor and they go okay um, hey Chubbs Make sure you take him over to here and let them know what's the name of a fucking paramedic. I don't know. Make sure when you get to the, to the mortuary, inform them that he's an organ donor. There might be some good stuff inside. And then the wife's going to say, oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. He's an organ donor. And then she goes, she goes, hold on a second. And then she comes back and she's pushing this big fucking organ. <laughs> he goes, oh, it's a Yamaha. And then just chuck it out the window. <laughs> or a Casio or something like that. See, B, Cassie you don't even have always... to be in the movie. Just come up with these fucking jokes, and then we'd run them from there. That, that's your Everybody wins. Job. Right, producer. Producer and writer. You know? the, uh, producer. Producer. Yeah, man. Written shit. by Dave Christian and some jokes by Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> some jokes. Brandon can come up with the jokes, and we just write around them. Like, yeah, just like right now, that's what happened. He said organ donor, and I just came up with the whole scenario on what, what, how it lands, why it lands in the movie. Yeah, that's it, man. That's how we do it. As soon as those borders open, baby, watch out, world. Exploding heads. Watch out, world. Podcast. You guys are getting... You guys are getting vaccinated left, right, and center down there. What's going on? You guys are getting vaccines. Are you both vaccinated? No, I can't get one yet. I have to be a fucking special uh, something or other. Uh, even though even though I am a frontline worker and I go in people's Keep houses. Going, I, I've got four podcasts. <laughs> My wife has one scheduled. My wife has one scheduled. She gets one because she has... Um, she had cancer at one point. She's a cancer survivor, so so it counts for her. So if you have anything at all, but here's the yeah. worst part. If you work in the grocery store, it says, if you're a teller here, you can get him. But me, who the entire fucking epidemic was going into people's houses and going in their basements to fucking, you know, to check their meters and whatnot. They never offered it for us, and we're not considered, even though we were essential to the company, we weren't considered fucking frontline workers, which is complete. I think it's it's a sorry thing. I have some so dry skin. What does that get me? Nothing. Some Jurgens moisturizer. Jurgens. <laughs> but she, I could have gotten in, like my wife said, because she got in, and then she said, "Listen, she goes, I'll get you, and we'll just say you have a pre-existing condition." Which 
I do. I am now taking pills for uh, what do you call it? A for bad high- attitude. Oh. For wearing no, a Hulkamania okay. shirt in the fucking 2010s, 20s. <laughs> for, being, for being trapped in 1984. That's <laughs> yeah, a good thing, buddy. They didn't. They didn't have the vaccine in 1984. Yeah. They keep giving me the polio vaccine. <laughs> we had Eddie Van Halen. AIDS vaccine. They didn't have AIDS. <laughs> so I could have gotten in if I wanted to be pricky about it. So she said, "Do you want to sign up?" And I said, no, I'm not doing it. I said, I don't want to take the, the opportunity away from somebody who really needs it, who has a real condition. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be one of those people that, that I can't I can't live with myself if I did that. Then I come home and my neighbor said, oh, you got to go this and that. And I was on the phone with somebody. I said, no, guys, I don't want to go. You two want to go. That's fine. I said, I'm not taking the, the space away from someone who really needs it. Someone who's elderly or has a, a serious condition or anything. It's not me. I, I, you know what? I agree, but the people that really need it are fucking long dead. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a joke. <laughs> because it's, they haven't gotten it. Yet. Yes. Oh shit! <laughs> it, that's horrible. But you know, the four hundred thousand people really needed it. I don't know what they what should. They should us. vaccinate the dead. See what happened? It couldn't hurt, as we say in the, in yeah, the Jewish religion. It couldn't hurt. Right. Imagine that, and then they came back as zombies. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Imagine that's the solution. Something good comes out. No, listen. Something good comes out of all of this. They have finally found a way to cheat death. So COVID actually ended up, it came in like a fucking lion and goes out like a lamb, like a month of March. You thought it was this terrible thing and it killed people. But in fact, the vaccine they made for it, they put it in dead people and it brought them back to life. Could you imagine? Wow. I don't mean zombies. Uh, and, I, and again, and it's it's horrible because I, I I said that it's and I didn't even mean it as a joke or because it's just a horrible oh. taste. But it's true though. Like the the fact is, so Jokes many people. This this is the problem. Like I mean, at this point, I think people. I get it. Age groups. I'm all for the age groups or existing conditions. But I, it sounds like you guys have like way more supply right now. I could be wrong, and it could just be county to county. Well, uh, now kind of like now it's starting here. to pick up with everything going on. They say that. The last of the people should be able to register and and be ready to get shots by May. So you guys, Me. you guys are ahead of us. I think we'll be June, July from the sounds well, of it. I think we'll be done being vaccinated by by July. You I think see, so, huh? I, I'm optimistic. We'll I'm optimistic. I think I'm not like, going right away. I got news for you. I'm going to wait a couple months. I want to see what the results really are before I just jump on the bandwagon. That's just me, though. Because how do we know you don't get it? And I'm not being a conspiracy theorist at all. I'm just saying, how do we know that, like, my father's going to get his second batch. You know, he got the first one. But how do we know that, how long is it supposed to last? What if four months later, what if it only lasts four months? And then, you know, and then they get it again. They assume assume it's going to be like a booster every year that you need. But it's just just to offset the degree, if you get the variant or or a variant version of, of COVID, then at least, A, it could still protect you or at least lessen the severity of of the illness. So I'm glad it's coming. Really... Don't get me wrong. I'm just not first in line. I mean, I can't be anyway, but I, I would just rather wait till like the end of summer not when I see shirt. the results of the people. What's that? <laughs> you said I can't be first in line. I said not in that shirt. You <laughs> <laughs> just, I, I can't be that guy that just blindly runs in to have something shot into me before everybody else. That's all I'm saying. I have no problem with anyone that does. That's fine. I don't trust anybody. It's just, I can't help it. I don't even get the flu shot. I never got the flu shot. And guess what? I never get the flu. Knock on wood. But I, mean, I only I get got the flu every time I get the flu shot. You do? I always feel like shit after I get the flu shot. See, I never know. get the flu shot and I never get the flu. 
one year I got the flu shot. I think it was maybe five years ago on a whim. I said, you know what? Let's see. And sure enough, I still didn't get the flu. So it didn't make a difference whether or not I got it. It worked. You know? I've gotten the flu shot three times. It's not, I never rushed out to get it. But I I have gotten it three times in the past. This week? I've never had an issue. Well, they push it really... They push it really hard in the United States. And I've been telling my wife this for years, years. I go, how come everybody pushes it so hard? I go, nobody's being that nice for free. Something is up. Everybody, everywhere you go, the grocery store, the pharmacy, you are constantly reminded, constantly get the flu shot. They push it so hard. You almost think that there's something nefarious with it. I'm like, why are they that concerned with my health? Why are they that concerned? So you do get them free. Because I was sure I, I I don't I'm asking because we get them free, but I didn't know you guys did. It's, it's, yeah, it seems like you have to pay for everything. Okay, so whether it be COVID, whether it be flu, it's free. I'm yeah. asking like I'm legitimately asking. I don't know. No, it's free. It is. Okay, Both are free. Sorry for cutting you off, Dave. So I no, I, I just I, I don't okay. even know where I'm going with it. I just always was a little suspect with how hard it's pushed in the country. It's like it just seems like why are they really pushing it that hard for that? It's just always been a little weird for me so that's it's another reason i ever got it. i'm like you I know mean, what maybe they're I making think... people sick so so big pharma fucking stays in business oh, here we and go. everybody else Give us a conspiracy. Well, i no, honestly think it's for health i get what you're saying but i think it's just they want to promote good health and if they don't promote it you won't get these yahoos going out to get it so they've got a repetition is key repetition 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 to finally get these yahoos to go fucking what, about, what about repetition <laughs> what did i say <laughs> Repetition, repetition, repetition. repetition. <laughs> oh. Why not ban fucking sugar? <laughs> or, or, well, <laughs> see, there's so many other things they could do. Like in, New State, I, get a, in New York I get State? a sugar shot every week. <laughs> <laughs> but if they're really concerned about health, I mean, it's like, it's all, I see everything as business. I'm sorry. I just think it's all about someone lining someone's pockets. I think there's the rich people that run everything oh. and the rest of us are the peasants and we're the ones that are taken advantage of. So Health is like, business in, in the States. No question. No it question. Is. Like, I mean, I, I can't believe, I can't believe what I hear from you guys. Don't get me wrong. It sounds like you've got some universal care now, but I don't know if that's I been, I don't no. even know what you got anymore because I, I don't know if that's been taken away or not, but God forbid, like, I mean, I just, I can't believe what I, some of the stories I heard. My daughter just had something last week. Uh, she had to get a CT scan, went in, got a CT scan, boom, done, done results, whatever. I, I just looked it up because I was looking up um, if we went, I don't know what I was looking. I wanted to look up what it entails, how long it was going to take, because she's a little was a little concerned. Of course, all right. American results popped up and said uh, this would normally cost about eight hundred to a thousand dollars. Like holy shit, right? Like yeah. eight hundred a thousand dollars, and we just went in and got yeah. one done. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? So yeah, that's the shit that I'm just like, what is everybody scared about? They've got you guys freaked out about socialize. You put well, socialize in there and everybody's like, oh, holy fuck, run for the hills, the Russia. I'm like, yeah, I, I've, I've, I don't know any better because I've just grown up with it. It's been fine. And people can't complain about waiting in line. I'm sure you don't guys have to wait it. one way or the other anyway. I've had to wait, wait for four hours at an emergency hospital, like going to an emergency, maybe four hours sometimes, sometimes maybe longer like when i went with my daughter this last time it was longer because we had multiple things done but they were done completed and results back like so i I just don't get it i this is what i'll never understand and i don't think they can change it because it's money it's a fucking scam i know i know what it is you're right Uh, in in the health as usual Uh, fuck capitalism 
Yeah, we become capital. And we'll get off it because I know we're not supposed to be talking about this on our podcast. But I'm the one that brought it up. I apologize. No, no, it's fine. I'll say one thing. My brother went into the hospital for something. I forgot what it was. And he asked them when he was in there. They they said that we want to do a testing for something. I forgot exactly what the procedure was that they wanted to do that night when he was in there. I'll ask him more today and I'll get back to you. But he basically said, how much will it cost? This is what I want to know right now before anything is done. How much? And they said, we can't tell you that. That, I go, so when I get a bill, that's horrible, man. What's it going to say? They go, we don't know. So you cannot walk in there and say, what's the cost going to be for something? They will not give you an answer and you will not get an answer until they fucking send you the bill. That's how fucked up it is. Straight up. You can't get, you know, and one that's thing upsetting. I saw, I, dude, it's terrible. And I saw a post I made, a memory post again. Because, again, I don't talk online anymore, but I see all the old things I used to say back in the day. And a lot of times they're funny, and some I even delete because I'm like, well, if, I, if somebody – no, it's true because if like a job or something looks at it, I don't want to see being as kind – of, I used to be very opinionated on social media. I don't want to – but I said something, in, and I was looking, and I was like, how come in New York State it's mandatory, mandatory that we wear a seatbelt? They're so concerned about our safety that we have to wear a seatbelt, yet – Pregnant women are allowed to fucking smoke and drink alcohol, and nobody cares. It's not against the law. You can go in a casino, and they're there. As long as so they're wearing their seatbelts, though. <laughs> <laughs> they're so concerned about our health, yeah. right? I, we know for a fact what cigarettes and alcohol do to a fucking unborn baby. And we know that when they're showing pregnant, that it's too late for an abortion anyway, so you can't give me that argument. You know I what I mean? smoked and drank with me. Look what happened. I was born with this hat fused to my head. <laughs> Anyway, let's get on to horror. Enough of this. Yeah. Sorry, it's guys. Fun. We'll get off our we'll get off our high horse, but uh, no, I I you know that's what I'm saying. I do. I just want the best for everybody. So it's upsetting when I hear these stories about whether you and again whether you have insurance or not in the states. It doesn't seem to matter. It might just lessen the degree of uh, of financial pain, where there should be no pain financially <sighs> to get health. You're that's right. it. That's it. That's, yeah. That's it. Now I'm running for president yeah. next. <laughs> I'm not allowed to, but I'm going to just for- flood my documents a bit and say that I was born in Alabama. Is that a horse? A horse with a, a mask on? Oh, my a high horse? Is that my high horse? Yeah, get off your high horse. <laughs> <laughs> Pegasus, get down here. <laughs> oh, I love Pegasus. That is the highest her- horse. Imagine that. I would love to have Pegasus as a pet. Oh, man. Yeah. For sure. To Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, borders. <laughs> <laughs> you know they would you know if pegasus existed they would kill it right yeah and no one ever would say to buffalo in the history of travel <laughs> no one's ever said to buffalo <laughs> and certainly pegasus isn't moving if you say it's to buffalo <laughs> <laughs> anyway awesome. indeed do you want to do yep. a movie then the drawing or a drawing and then the movies not oh, doing yeah. the drawing today, are we? We can't do the drawing. Drawing. Drawing's next show. Sorry, guys. I don't even have the names of all the patrons. I guess I gotta give them to you. Okay, we'll 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 hook it up. We just haven't had enough time to get together. Yeah, we gotta figure okay. out. Like, all I said was a message like three days ago. I said, "B, you better get on it." I said, "That's all." I, I know. I didn't get Nothing on. It. You know what? I'll. Okay. I don't think anybody's mad at us for it. No. <laughs> oh. You know what we'll do. I mean, should we do it any random way, or should we just put, like, all 160 people in and just randomly draw five names? I don't know. I've got a movie to add to it. I've got a movie to add to it uh, 
unopened blue uh, my wife lovingly got me a blu-ray for valentine's day uh she remembered it being on my wish list but i cleaned out my wish list because i ended up buying it i bloody valentine she, she, no no it was it was uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, Leatherface Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. But I've been, I wanted it, so I bought it. I found it on eBay really cheap. And then lo and behold, the one she gets me on Amazon comes the next day. And she's like, huh? I'm like, oh, I love you. So I've got this extra copy of Leatherface on Blu ray right. that I can add to the collection of what Brandon and, has as a prize. And Dave's going to give away his VHS. Beautiful. No chance. That's it. Because no you're you're always good with figuring this out whether you want to do tiers, whether people yeah, are paying. Although we'll everyone's you, buddy, we'll talk. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll figure, figure it out. out. We'll do it now next show. Yeah, next I don't want to be part it. of that conversation. I just have a prize to add to it. <laughs> I kind of don't want to be part of the conversation. I always like when Dave does the drawings. He's good at that. I just okay, I just say five. It. I just say five winners. Yeah, because I got a ton of stuff, and uh, if somebody wins, like internationally i would probably just do like a wish list thing where they send me their wish list and i'll send them something off their wish list rather than packaging up and mailing something international i hate doing that shit oh i'm gonna ship it i'm gonna ship it all cheapo that's that goes without saying it'll be in a a bubble wrap but i'll try to if they want me to open it up and put a little protective thing in there i'll do that as well i don't have a problem with that because sometimes people i'm just gonna take the discs out and throw them in something (laughs) you're not getting the boxes like jeremy when he got those replacement discs they were all just <laughs> shattered into pieces. It's like in a bag. It's like putting fucking. <laughs> my brother went. One time, my Rocks brother went marbles. to get um mozzarella sticks at a fucking pizzeria, <laughs> and that's all they did. <laughs> they cooked the mozzarella sticks, and all they did was take them and throw them in a sub bag loosely. Like, like all the grease is like dripping out the bottom. Like, the grease, everything. Here you go. They threw it in a sub bag. I, they must have been out of fucking the box. Or, <laughs> I don't know. What do they do with the sauce? With the marinara sauce? They pour it on okay. top. It was, it right it was in the there bag. too. Shake the bag. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget it. He was so mad. They put my mozzarella sticks in a sub bag. <laughs> well, it's funny. We ordered Italian food last night. We ordered a pizza. Last night was cheat meal. So we ordered a pizza, and I wanted a tuna sub. So I called the guy. I said, let me get a half a tuna sub as well. No oil on it, though. I, you know, I like oil and vinegar, but I just wanted the vinegar. They send me a half a sub, which is five pounds of tuna and vinegar on it. They didn't put onion, lettuce, tomato, none of that on it. I, oh, I wish well, they, they gave you what you, you asked them. That's exactly what you asked them. No, I just, I was just referencing that when it came to the oil and vinegar, just the vinegar. I want the works. <laughs> this is See, hilarious. My father's the problem. <laughs> I always want just something, and I say, use those words just, just so they can take them literally. I want, I want this with just meat and just cheese. I say that, and I get the fucking thing, and it's always got lettuce and tomatoes and everything on it. And I don't God want damn, that. these healthy vegetables. I don't well, like them. My father-in-law, that reminded me of my father-in-law's story that he would tell. Like, uh, he said he went to Tim Hortons and goes, I'd like a regular cream only. And she's like, cream only? He's like, yeah. And so then he went up and he got a regular, which is a, was medium, which is what we call you know, medium It was just size. cream. No just coffee. cream. <laughs> right. Cream only. If you say the word only, yeah. I use the word only too, hoping to get only. I, my, my daughter gets these fucking things, you know, these mighty taco. And I go in the drive-thru and I say... I want three, three beef burrito, nothing on them except beef, ground beef and lettuce only. 
That's how I order it every fucking time. And of course, half the time I, it comes with fucking lettuce and tomato and fucking mild sauce or some shit. I said the word only, and I said the word just. In before I used the word just, after I used the word only, and I still get fucked. I tell you this shit. That's fucking those pricks, they fuck you. Like uh, jo, uh, Joe Pesci says in <laughs> the Weapon Four, they fuck you at the drive-through. Oh, it's two? true. One of them. <laughs> I go inside. If I if I went out with my wife and daughter, oh, this is all pre-COVID. I'm more comfortable going inside and ordering it instead of fucking with the drive-through. Sorry, it's just the way I don't oh, trust I, you. I'm I'm the same way. I actually don't sure. like ordering it at a drive-through. I get I feel all pressured. Right. I'm like oh, I want this, this this. I want to make sure they they get it right and, and whatever. So yep. if I go in, I could like you know maybe it's like a controlling thing or something. Like I want this, I want that, and then you know make sure that they they got it. You're not talking to a fucking machine. And nobody's behind you, because I don't. I don't yeah. like to hold anybody up, because I don't yeah. like when people hold me up when I'm in a drive-through. Same thing <laughs> with the ATM. Dave's Anything that I don't like. Dave's driving through Tim Hortons. He's like, someone behind me. Like, cream only. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! I fucked it up again. I got cream only. Well, no, I have the app for Tim Hortons, so I'm all fucking straight. I order before I even get to the fucking place. And here's what I do: now I go in the drive-through. Just toss it out. Yep. Woo! I, I ordered on the app. <laughs> I ordered on the app. My name is Dave. That's all you got to say. You go up, they go, come on through. They hand you your food. You're gone. There's no exchange of money. There's no exchange of card. Nothing. Boom. There's your shit on your way. I wish everything. The best thing about COVID has been this. All the fucking curbside shit and all the fucking, all the stuff about not having to go inside stores and how, how simple everything's become, which I've wanted it for years. I picked up some drugs yesterday from the pharmacy. All I had to do was drive up to the thing, dial the number. This is my name. I'm I'm in parking spot number two. And they fucking run it out and they put it on your windshield. They don't even fucking open the window and hand it to you. I wish life would have always been this way. No it's pouring rain, but... And then Dave's like, fuck, I gotta get out of my car and get this off my windshield now. What is he's this like, shit? He's <laughs> turning his windshield on. Fucking pharmacy. Instacart, everything. Walmart, I, I can go to... If I, if I go to the app... And I want to get some from Walmart. All I got to do is spend $35. Only problem is you usually got to give them a day notice. But you order something the day before, all you do, okay, pull up to fucking Walmart at this time. This is your time on this day. Pull up in the bin, call them. I'm here. They fucking come out. They give you, they put the food in the trunk, and you're on your way. It's fucking beautiful. I wish it was always this way. I hope it stays this way when COVID's done because this is the way I want to live. Fuck going in stores. <laughs> I don't think it's going to go anywhere because I think people do like it, actually. It should have been this way for years. It really should have. It's so much simpler. I mean, why Why not? Indeed. But anyway, maybe we should talk about a horror movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the listeners the might... Mm-hmm. <laughs> listeners, if you're sick of us bullshitting, tell us. If you're not, we're going to continue to bullshit. And don't be afraid to, to speak the truth, please. All right, now... You can do it privately if you're, if you're scared. <laughs> question. Christian, do you want to start with the old, the new, or the spoilers for the new first? I... Man, <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> and release! Jeez. Oh, oh, I, I love how I have to tell my hand to release! <laughs> release! My hand's gonna bite of its own. Hand, you gotta stop choking the shit Jesus. out of Brandon. I actually choked myself too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I hurt myself. Hear that, ladies? He's got a strong grip. Yeah. <laughs> do you do that when you're masturbating? Ah, ah. 
Oh, there you go. I never Dad, I need a spotter. Dad spots me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you passed out again, son. Don't worry, I finished up for you. <laughs> Talk about cream only. Anything horror in like an hour and a half. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know. No, this is fun. This was fun. All right, guys. Bye. See you next show. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Exploding heads. Podcast. <laughs> No horror movies. <laughs> guys ready to get into a long weekend? Yeah. Oh, I'm ready. All right. It's not a long review. What's that? Hope it's not a long review. Huh? It's been a long weekend. Actually, it's been mm-hmm. a short weekend. Yeah, the... Daylight saving motherfucking yeah. time. We should have we should have done this in fall back. <laughs> yeah, we should have done it with fall break. <laughs> How about we just do it? Yeah, all right. Long weekend, 1978. <laughs> when a suburban couple go camping for the weekend at a remote beach, they discover that nature isn't in an accommodating mood. This was a first time watch for me. I thought I had seen this before. And boy, like, you know, obviously within a couple of minutes, I'm like, okay, no, this is not the movie. I don't know what movie I thought it was, but it was a first time watch. And I love the ideas presented in this movie. I hate the characters. And you're, I think you're supposed to. Like, mm-hmm. there's such, like, the, that woman doesn't smile for the first 23 minutes of the movie. And I understand there's shit going on and there's reasons for it. And that guy is an absolute asshole. He treats, you want what eventually happens to him almost to happen because they just have no care in the world. Like they just treat everything like shit. Yeah. Matter of fact, and like just like from the, the hit and run at the beginning with the, uh, well, um, I don't know, 15 minutes in with the deer and it just, you know, the, the lack of respect, like tossing the beer bottles, uh, everything. Like, there's just no regard, just chopping down a tree for shits and giggles. <laughs> he throws a cigarette out the window, the fucking whole bush goes up on fire. Yeah. They fucking literally just a path of destruction. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that's it. And I don't, I, I'll, I'll stop. But that was, there's no redeeming quality to these characters. So I find it's a tough watch because I don't like those type of movies, but they exist and, and for, you know, I, I watched it and I enjoyed it for what it was, but I hated the fucking characters. I like the score. Good menacing score throughout. I think both these films that we're reviewing tonight, this morning, Jesus, uh, have good scores. I agree. I like the scores. I'm not overly into either of them, but they were Well, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm going to sit down and listen to them. I think they're effective right. for, for the films, so. though. That's fair. Yeah. yeah I think they're I got to tell you, I, I think I missed out on uh or i know they hit the deer i didn't see what was um when that scene happened didn't he hit a kangaroo a kangaroo kangaroo sorry sorry i forgot we're in the outback it's australia so yeah a kangaroo the deer was in the next movie okay deer deer yeah i think it was a i think it was a tasmanian devil apparently there's a tasmanian devil in this movie which apparently makes no sense because at this time they were only in tasmania so there wouldn't have been a tasmanian devil in the outback i don't know it's just something i I came upon but when they hit whatever animal they hit i guess i missed how they were careless about that and i'm not saying i think that's on me it was a difference pardon me oh well oh they were in didn't they stop and look at it she was asleep she was asleep. No, no. You think they do because that's how it's kind of edited. He hits it. It's like, oh, shit. Continues. Then it stopped. And you think, oh, shit, he's going to go check out the animal. 
but mm-hmm. it's her then parked at that little where he's going to go get beer. So he goes to get okay. beer and try to pump up the gas and gets like what, like two cents of gas in there or something like that before he flips out. That's <laughs> oh, where no, they're parked. But it, 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 it's a it's a cut scene, so you do think he stopped to to kind okay. of investigate, but is, he doesn't. Is it a cut box? <laughs> yes. Which he sniffs. <laughs> so I missed. <laughs> I guess I missed that 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 thing there. As far as the cigarette, now that you're saying it, I do recall seeing it happen and them throwing a cigarette out the window, which all smokers do anyway, unfortunately. Well, not all. That's that's unfair to generalize, but a lot of them, um, unfortunately. But I um. Just in the, dry, seeing... in the dry lands they're driving through. And that's right before he hits the the, uh, the kangaroo. And then they they do that thing where they show another car hitting it after. So it's not right. only really just singling out these two, which you're, you're right, Christian. I don't think you're supposed to like these people. Even when a serious topic, topic is discussed, they give you reason to hate both of them for it. Because neither one of these people are, are really good people. So, uh... But they showed the other car hitting the kangaroo. Also, True. they're showing just a complete disrespect okay. for for nature. nature. Yeah. And so I a, saw that. Yeah. I get that. I saw it, but it didn't register the same way. What I absolutely noticed, it's totally stuck out, was the tree thing. I even wrote it down because yeah. he's like, "What are you doing?" He goes, "I'm chopping it down." She says, "Why?" And he says, "Why not?" And I was like, "What yeah. the?" That pissed yeah. me off because why you do that to trees? You know what I mean? So that was the one thing that I noticed. So I guess I don't have the same uh, – maybe now if I watch it again with this knowledge, it would be different. But I guess I didn't have the same take on the characters. That was one of the things I liked about the movies is that to me these were real people. You saw the good and you saw the bad and they were okay for a bit. You could see that they're a real-life couple because this is how real life is in, in, with a lot of couples. Maybe there was a tough time. Maybe there's a little animosity, but there's still love there. And who knows? Uh, instead of just having a, your regular run-of-the-mill, two happy people driving up and being excited about going and how are we going to overcome the things that are going to happen, I liked the fact that this portrayed – real human beings instead of movie characters that's true so, that's true i respect I that I, I did that stuff these t- these two are on the brink of 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 divorce i mean they're hanging on by a thread so this seems almost like a a last-ditch effort to save the marriage because i mean right. she admits you know that she cheated on him yeah, with their friends abortion, right and, yeah she had an abortion because she got pregnant she she's mad at him because she's like i didn't need to have an abortion but i guess he didn't want to raise someone else's baby and then she also blames him for her having the affair. She's like, well, you were attracted to, to so-and-so, to whatever the woman's name was, so you practically drove me into his arms. Like, everything is just like nobody takes responsibility, and that's what's kind of deplorable about this. Yes, and that, that's why. It, it, it's just a, t- it's a tougher watch. And again, it, you got to respect it in a sense for what Dave said in, in the presented reel with actual problems, and it doesn't seem shoved down your throat. But it's just, they're just not likable. And again, if this was real, they wouldn't even have left the house. Because with that much hate and with that much dis- like for disdain with one another, I mean, he wanted to go. She was not going to go. She used to take the dog and get the fuck out of here. I would have. I, like I, sco- like I made a I like joke. When, she, when he scopes I would have taken the dog and got Yeah. I like when he scopes it. He's like, after, out after he hits the car, like, there's no regard for their own property even. He drives right yeah. up. And right out of the gate, he smashes into their own car. Yeah. With his car, he's like, oh, shit. Checks it out. And then, yeah, you're right. He lifts up the gun and scopes her in the gun. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. Like, you're already being set up for this. But if 
she wanted to go to that hotel, and if he really wanted to save the marriage or do anything, they would have just gone to that, the hotel and been to gone to a nice place. I don't think he wanted to save the marriage. It's like he had no regard. He kept saying, no, we're going to do this, and you're going to like it. So I don't blame her for not but, liking it. But they're it. both selfish, though. She wants to do yeah. her thing. He wants to do his thing. There's no compromise. That's why the relationship's failing. There's infidelity. Maybe, sure. There's... Well, what came first, the chicken or the egg? You know what I mean? Maybe it got to the point where... A couple of bad things happened, so now they're at this place. Maybe once upon a time they did care and love each other. And now, you know, one or two bad things happen, and, and it falls apart, and they're just still there trying to they achieve what moments. they once had. They have a right. few moments you on the beach there. They're playful right. on the beach and making it. out. They're having a good time That's why I like it. Yeah. That's what I – pardon me. That's I, Okay, I'm not saying I like the movie. I'm, I like that aspect of the movie. If this movie were to be made now and it was a found footage movie – with the same people having the same conversations, a lot of bickering, this and that, and the pace of this movie, so many people would hate it. They would criticize it the way they criticize things like Blair Witch and other ones and say, number one, all these two people that would argue, number two, nothing fucking happened. That's what they yeah. would say, and you know it. And that was my takeaway sure. from the film. Nothing fucking happened. I like a slow burn, but I need shit to fucking keep me into the movie. Oh, I don't wow. know why this movie is so beloved. I, I think it's beloved because it's fucking foreign. Because I, I noticed that. If this was a, a movie made in the States, I don't think people will be blowing it as hard as it is. I just don't see it. I think, it's got, a, I think it's got a real Twilight Zone atmosphere to it. I think the opening scene showing the city life, the hustle and the bustle with that, you know, they show pictures of nature and things growing slowly and quietly. And I then, like that stuff, yes. Yeah, I I think it, it's just a cautionary. T- it feels like an extended Twilight Zone episode to me, and I thought it was terrific. And uh, wow. I'll say this: well, I think so. I think some of the things that happen in the movie that are unexplainable are are more creepy than than you know supernatural things you'll see in other films. You know, the fact that they're driving in circles and they keep getting stuck, and it happens at the beginning and it happens at the end of the film, and but, uh, yeah. it, it doesn't make sense. But it it's dark. It it's really it dark, and they're. But no. it's not possible because it ends. It's just not possible for it to be a circle. And it's like, no. it's, well, it's almost like there's something supernatural happening. It's almost like something supernatural is happening. And everything See, foreshadows what's going to happen. The spear gun going off early by itself. The uh, the moldy Barbie doll. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything it foreshadows what's, what's to come. And it's really, really effective, I thought. There is a definitely a foreshadowing. The horror really doesn't kick in into the last 20 minutes, more or less. You would not know you're watching a horror film or anything like that. You, you, it, it's kind of genreless in, in the sense of like, you don't really know what you're watching at first. But you're right. It, there, everything's foreshadowed. I mean, the killing of the kangaroo is exactly his demise at the end. And, it, and he may even yeah. be treated exactly like the kangaroo because that guy seems <sighs> to be running back to his truck and you think almost like he might just drive off. I, I almost expected Leatherface to come charging down the road. <laughs> right? Didn't it look like... Black yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but... <laughs> the Mania. The... <laughs> yeah, remember that? Did you say that? You called it Black Mania the one time? Yeah. Black Mania. <laughs> you can't say that. It's not but... a Hulkamania. Black <laughs> Mania, brother. I liked that. Cause I was like, I was fine. I was sort of turning into Dave there, where it was like, 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 ah, Hawkmania. No, I turned it into Dave's thought process of like, I'm not sure if I'm really on board, but I do like nature coming full circle, and trying to sort of trap them, almost like you're not going to escape. And then he has to get out on foot, and I do like his fate, 
sort of mimicking yeah. exactly what he what he did to the kangaroo. So all those aspects I quite like. The movie and, and as Heart a whole is only good. Harfate too, I thought was really good with the uh, with the well, spear gun, and then you see her like she's kind of starting to mold over, like the Barbie doll. It's just all happening, and when they find that other that other van that was parked there in the water, and he finds the other dog in the tent. It's it's almost yeah. like you really get a sense that this is going on on a bigger scale, that nature is fighting back. This is a man versus nature. Here's other people who disrespect in nature, and they wound up in the fucking ocean. As blow-up dolls. That, that woman looked 100% like a fucking blow-up doll in the water there. I had her wind it and get a closer look. Is that a fucking blow-up doll? I said, all I, all I had everything I said, but didn't have that mouth. You know, like the blow-up dolls. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about, Dave. What mouth? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I like these take though the Twilight Zone thing. I like that. I like what you're saying. I respect it. That is a good take, and you you guys have brought up some 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 good points. I just the movie it didn't it didn't grab me from jump. It just didn't. I wish it did, and because it moved so slow, and like I said, nothing happened. It didn't. It just didn't do anything for me. The best part to me was the fucking. When that what was it an eagle attacked him? I was like, oh, okay, now we're getting somewhere. That's cool. I like that. And I was like, okay, now what? And then that one part made no sense. He's the girl's asleep, right? It's funny because he says, "Go fuck yourself," and then she promptly go, does, right? And <laughs> she falls asleep in the tent, and he's out there swimming, and she wakes up hearing. And I rewound this twice to watch it, and she wakes up. I thought she was hearing something screaming because he said the night before it sounded like a child or something. I thought it was like fucking wolves. Either way, she wakes up to this this screaming animal type noise and immediately she runs to the beach and she starts yelling stuff at him and he's just sitting there and then he paddles in and then she, I thought she was telling him I had a bad dream but then all of a sudden they say something that there was something in the water and he saw it and fucking she heard it and, and next yeah. thing you know, he fires at nothing and you see blood. None of that fucking scene made sense at all. You don't see anything, and how would she hear it? You see a black hit... mass, no? That's that's the bunyip that washes yeah. up on sword. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I... You know what that is, right? The bunyip? Bunyip is the candy that you dip the uh, the, the white stick into the different colored sugars, and you lick it's it. The, it's not in the kangaroo. Remember I played that fucking song on there, that scary song? The bun yips going to get again. you. I was making a fun. Di- I was making a fun dip joke. But Dave totally just was like fun dip, bun yip, not oh, funny. Oh, there really was a candy called bun- no, uh, no fun dip. I'm sorry, fun, fun deep. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. Fun I deep. <laughs> That's what I was called. Fun deep. <laughs> oh uh, fuck, that is a good. I'm sorry. Oh, I and was... the mold on the food. That was another thing. The mold on the food. It's like not possible for the food to spoil that quickly. What the they chuck. Call it? The chuck. The chuck. Remember, I'm watching this fucking Australian movie, and I got the Blu-ray, and there's no fucking subtitles. I was so mad. So I, I probably missed out on 25% it's of the probably because they speak English. <laughs> I... Yeah, but I can't. I'm sorry. I, I, there's some shit I can't. It doesn't. I wish it did. I wish I, I could hear. Again, I'm re- I can read anybody's handwriting. That's my skill. But I, I, I traded it off that I can't hear fucking But you knew anything. it was a bunyip or a dugong. Or a sea cow. See, I thought it was. They, I thought it was a manatee. Yeah, but that's what I thought it was. I was like, "Oh, the humanity!" Oh so my explain lord! <laughs> explain the scene to me, please. Try to rationalize it. She's asleep in the tent. So, what are you saying? She hears she, the crying but, again. 
I think she is a crying again, which is nature crying. I don't think it's that man, like the the bunny. I think it's actually nature because she first hears it when she wakes up after they kill that kangaroo. There's that that scream out in the woods. Yeah, right, right. She heard so. so I actually, I actually thought because I didn't know anything about this movie, but when when we said it was man versus like the way that we were pairing it, I'm like, okay, this is going to go one of two ways, and I'm assuming it's a nature thing. But I actually thought maybe this kangaroo belonged to somebody and it was a backwoods shit thing. And I thought this guy was going to follow them and like hunt them for sport. That's yeah, actually we, where I thought we were going with the movie. And then I big realized... Guy with a, big guy with an axe. His name was uh, Paul Bunyip. <laughs> but I honestly thought that's where we were going. I thought it was a much more traditional, like almost like deliverance style film where they killed something, took off with no regard, and this guy was going to follow them and and make their weekend a nightmare and i thought that's exactly what it was going to be uh and then once once we started getting into the wilderness and i saw how it played i'm like oh no though this is this is a nature thing and nature's kind of fighting back and yeah it's the cries of nature being destroyed it's it's more like almost like a symbolism on a bigger scale or metaphor whatever it may be on a bigger scale here like, maybe it's not supposed to make perfect sense. Yeah, she hears the crying, and it, it startles her, and she gets frightened, and she and runs she out. Runs she runs out. Yeah. But he's casually in the water. He's not acting like he saw a fucking damn thing. He's sitting there surfing, minding his own business, being calm as a fucking cucumber. And then he gets out, and he goes over to her, and then he says, oh, I saw something. She says something to him. I thought she was trying to tell him I just had a dream, because I couldn't, again, with the, with the accents. I was like... What the fuck is going on here? He well, she, like she yells to him, she yells to him, and that there's yeah. something in the water, and then he looks back and he sees it. You see like a shadow, and yeah. then he gets out and he starts recklessly firing into the water, and that's yeah. when he kills it. But he was recklessly firing into the water earlier in the film. He put throws that bottle in the water and he starts shooting, and you see the result is he killed the mother duck because you see the baby duck swimming around. The mother duck is like bleeding from the head. Oh, so man. it's again just more recklessness, and he kills this thing. I mean, because it it. It's not supposed to, I guess, make 100% clear sense because it's almost like like a mind fuck. Because then the thing is obviously getting closer and it's moving, but it, it's dead. It's not really moving. It's just maybe a buildup of their guilt, maybe mixed with, if you want to say, a little bit of supernatural supernatural nature horror here. But done without like a, a lot of special effects. Like if this was yeah. remade or done today, you'd get the Evil Dead type force, where I think like the the, the leaves and the, the vines would come and like. Yeah, almost like start attacking or or or, or at the least would stand up and go. He would do the penny like, the like, <laughs> <laughs> Come out staccato to the camera, but like the uh, this is done way more subtle and definitely just through the use of like wind, sound, and those cries. The cries are very disturbing. I will yeah, say they that. are. They are. I agree with that. I just that scene I didn't quite get. I watch it like Poor three cricket. times. You I'm think like, somebody's going to find Cricket? He just left him in the like car. Yeah, he left her in the car. Poor Cricket. I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah. Why did he just run off that way and keep going? I don't understand that either. Why did he get because out? He just wanted, at that point, he just wanted to survive. But I'm not sure why he didn't let Cricket out of the car. Because yeah. he cared about that dog, about more than, dog more than the wife. So at that right. point, I think it was like, feet don't fail me now. I got to get out of here. Cricket has the funniest face when uh, at the beginning of the film oh. when the wife's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. "Why don't you you go with the dog and I'll stay here and bark at the birds?" and and they show yeah. Cricket's face. It's like, like what? Oh. No, he almost looks like he's like, oh, he looked defeated. <laughs> I was like, oh, poor Cricket. I liked Cricket. The only dog I've ever seen in my life 
that they put a fucking big bowl of food there and it doesn't eat and on top of it it walks away. I didn't think that's possible for a dog. He's like, let's leave three pounds of food for the dog for the next three days. Like yeah. everything they say, they, well, they're she very, says it. they're very, says yeah, me. but but they're very deplorable people. They really are. They're just they're just terrible. Well, she's not a dog person, apparently. No, she's not. <laughs> she thinks that a dog can just survive, which it probably could. But I mean, still, it's not good. Flies are gonna be on that food and everything else. And what if it rains and whatever? I don't know. It's just fucking. You, you shouldn't do that I, to your dog. At one point, I was wondering if it was uh, an underlining message of anti-abortion, because they wedge that they do bring that up. They do with the egg, but then, but then you have that other family, the other car that they find, and so that's happens. That's just a plot device in the movie. No, but the, but egg, the egg does could, make se- the egg does make sense because you know he kind of yells at her for having the abortion, like, "Oh, you're just so quick to kill it," and then the yes. same way she just chucks that egg, which is a scene yeah. where it's like. This doesn't make sense. Why would you do that? But it's just showing that they're just, yeah. I, I mean, they're just not really good people. <laughs> oh. I mean, you don't really, you get I very you. little, you get very little in terms of wanting to root for these people. Which, And in my opinion, that's how you should do it in a movie. What you yeah. said about it. If you have a message in a movie, that's the way to do it when the three of us are like, oh, I think that meant anti-abortion. I think that's how you should put a message in a movie instead of it being in your face all the yeah. time. Just one man's opinion, but I think it's better that way because because then you can enjoy the movie for every other aspect it has, and that's just one part. Your feelings on it are irrelevant, but you still recognize them. Say, okay, this is the stance of, of, for something, whether it's pro yeah. or, 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 or con. It is what it is. I like that they, you know, I'm not saying, I'm just saying I, I like that. Is a plot is a little thing to put in a movie. That's a good way to do it. I think instead of being yeah, over there. S- subtle. That's so all. you you can yes. take it as subtle. that, or yes. or you could be like, I didn't see that, and either way would work. Right. And Unlike some movies nowadays, which are the complete opposite. Down your throat. <laughs> going down your throat like a fucking mandingo cock. Right. But I like. I I really feel like, and this is the way I'll interpret it. Like the beginning where they're traveling in circles and they can't seem to get to the beach. It's almost like nature saying, "Stay away. We don't want you here." And then at the end when the car dies and he's running and it seems like he's running in circles, it takes him a long time to get out of there. It's almost as if you're saying, all right, we didn't want you here, but now you can't leave. Yeah. And, and, and oh, on top can't. of that though, <laughs> yeah, those uh, people didn't even seem to know what he was can't. talking about when he went to get the beer. They didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah. He's like, Oh, it's just five miles down the road. No. And they like, we haven't heard about it. Yeah. That was weird. And yeah, again, because now... I thought it was all set up for because they had those guys stare. I almost want. I think they wanted to set the movie up to feel like you're going to be seeing something else, like a straw dogs or deliverance or something like that. They killed this kangaroo. We hear the screaming cry or whatever. He's got beer. These guys are like, we don't know what you're talking about. And then they're looking at the window, kind of staring at her, and she's kind of looking at them, going, "What is going on here?" And you just get this really creepy vibe, and which they follow up on later on, where she's lying naked uh, or. Uh, has her strap undone on the beach and she's getting sun, sun, like she's suntanning and the shadow comes up on her and the, a creepy music clicks in. But then it's him. Yeah. It's revealed as him. And it's almost like oh, they yeah. are setting yeah. it up like they're going to be attacked or they're going to be victims of these outback, you know, I don't know. It's so weird. Crazy maybe, Australians. I didn't, maybe I didn't read into that. I mean, I'd seen it before, but maybe I didn't read into it the first time because I kind of like I always kind of look into what the movie's about beforehand. But maybe that's the whole point is to set you up thinking, oh, the threat is man itself. And, you know, you think you're, you know, in a peaceful, natural environment, but nature is really yeah. the enemy here. Well, you made it the enemy. 
Right. Yeah, right. And I think that's exactly well it. Yeah. I, I think we've been head faked on purpose. And yeah. so that part is very intriguing. So like I said, it's good that my, my biggest problem with it is the characters. And again, it's hard because, but if for rewatchability factor, I really never want to spend any more time with these characters. So I would never want to watch this again personally, but the movie's good. The movie's good, but it's like a one-time watch for me. I mean, maybe I'll catch it again down the road, but I have no interest to jump right back in to rewatch it. Yeah. I won't do it soon, but I will do it because based on this conversation, um, I'm a little more intrigued, uh, but some of the things that you've said, the two of you, that it's opened up some some doors for me, I guess. And I'm like, okay, let me look at it from from this perspective. But I'll say one thing: the animal stuff they were showing and the nature stuff, it made sense in this movie. It's the message of the film, and it's showing, and it 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 leads to something. Unlike a movie like The Prey, which does it just for no reason because they're trying to fill some time. Let's just show this nature stuff. It doesn't make sense there. <laughs> Here it makes sense. It's it's part of the film. I like that. But how about the Days of Our Life music? Did you pick up on that in the beginning? It sounded just like the opening, the Days of Our Lives, the freaking um, what do you call it? The um, you know, soap opera. Ding, ding, ding. No, you know what I thought it was like? I thought it was ding. like Halloween's theme or Halloween. It was reminiscent of Halloween to me. I, I, and I I put a note down, but then I realized that I don't take any notes. So that when that was my only note, I just deleted ah. it. But now well, that John, you brought that up, John Carpenter stole this. From, <laughs> yeah. uh... I think he I'm did. Dead, I'm dead serious. There there are there's a hint of okay, play it. I'm play. I'm gonna play. Then I'm gonna play you Days of First Our Lives. I then I guess of. we can play Halloween. Hold on. <laughs> okay, wait. Okay, now. Yeah, that's, that's, wow. Now listen. Hopefully, Days of Our Lives is on YouTube. It's gotta be. Let's see, Days of Our <laughs> Lives themes. <laughs> what did you do? I hit the back button. Oh, God, help me, and it scared <laughs> What the fuck, Lori? Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh God, help me, please! <laughs> yeah, it scared the shit out of me. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's Days of Our Lives. Of course, a fucking YouTube. ad. Sorry. Can't hate on him for an ad, though. Someone's getting paid. All right, let's see here. Hold up. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. <laughs> well, it was the beginning part. I guess it was a little faster here than I'm... I'm going by memory from my mother used to watch it when I was a kid. But I was like, ding, 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 ding. that's what that thing sounded like, except it's a little too fast in the days of our life. But that's what it means. Well, did you guys know that John Carpenter originally wanted Michael <laughs> to be an escape bunyip? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like sands through the <laughs> I love when it kicks in real dramatic right here. The sweeping music. That was like definitely a sign of the times. That's my that's fucking nostalgia. That's my childhood right there. Oh. I feel bad for you. Thank God my mom didn't want soap soap operas. Well at the time I hated him, but hearing that song now and that narration and that music, it just it just took me back. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. Wow. Yeah. But anyway, I guess I'm wrong. It, it, it's 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 much too fast in the days of our lives version, but in my memory it was always slower than that. Maybe you're thinking General Hospital. 
I really <laughs> you play us deep with that. Uh, and no, I really thought Halloween when I heard it. I'm like, holy shit, this is Yay. very Halloween esque. Halloween <laughs> Be- before Halloween. Yeah. Nice. So, nice. <laughs> well, wait. Uh, has Car- has did, Carpenter this, had an original idea? This came out '78. Yeah. He oh, so same year. Same no, year. he stole it. Carpenter a, admitted. Carpenter this was admitted. Production 18 years before Halloween. <laughs> no, no, he took the theme in Halloween. He was inspired by the Deep Red. If you listen yeah. to the Deep Red, but it, it slow it down a little bit, you can tell it's Goblin. It's it's that you know. Goblin. Which is so cool because they're 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 both both of those you know themes are are, are so fucking yeah. They're beloved. <laughs> J, JP doesn't understand the Deep Red soundtrack. Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> You should not have watched that version first. I'm sorry, Moods. I know he thinks the complete opposite, that the extender is the way to go, but... No way. A completely different opinion than Moods. When it comes to Argeno, you don't watch the extended. I'm sorry. And that's my man, Argeno. It just... I don't know. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know if I have any more notes myself. Uh, the Datsun thing was cool. The fucking say for the Datsun. <laughs> you guys remember Datsuns? Maybe, oh, yeah, maybe man. Not. My dad yeah. had one. <laughs> yeah, my daddy too. He had a 210. That's in 210. You know what they became, right? Nissan, no? Yes. Or... Yep. Okay. Name is Nissan. That's what they used to say. Yep. And I remember in Rocky 3, when um when Paulie's in the bar, right before he throws the bottle at the Rocky um pinball machine, yeah. there's a commercial yeah. playing in the background of the bar that goes, Datsun, we are driven. Yep. <laughs> good, good, I good one. Literally though. just watched that yesterday and I didn't remember that. <laughs> That's Dave. Dave you, I just remember Paulie coming up and throwing the bottle and loving that, uh, and then and then of course Rocco bailing him out of jail. But we did enough Rocky talk on this. No, I, uh, could, I could, I could, I, I, I know that movie word for word. I can't, and every sound and every fucking. That's why I know that Dotson thing. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, ah, oh, ah, ah, oh. <laughs> every, that's, every, that's every sound from the fight scene. Oh, yeah. ah, oh. You could play me a fight from any Rocky movie and take out the dialogue and give me the sound and give me 30 seconds and I'll tell you what fucking movie it's from. How about that? Only or what? 25 seconds. If you could find a way to isolate the score and give me that, I would play that game. They'd be like, name that tune, Rocky Fights. <laughs> I think I could do it. Well, anyway. uh, I don't have any more notes, so unless uh, Brandon does, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm ready I to... I mean, I'm good. I feel like we said enough. Again, I, I'm torn because the, the the movie's good, so I guess I should just base it on that and not my, my hang-up of not wanting to spend another minute with these characters. So I feel like it's a better movie than what I'm, I'm giving it, but my experience is what I'm basing it on, so 7.5. Oh, that's fair. I thought the way you were talking. Yeah, that's a okay. good score. That's, a good score. that's fine. Well, I'll tell you this. Initially, I was only at a six. And then, and then the cherry on top, the cherry on top ending. First and foremost, the LOL moment, the fucking, the the truck driver and the bird coming (laughs) When the bird came into that guy's truck, it was was the only time I laughed, I think, the whole film. And then what happens right after that, you know I love those kind of endings, that's a whole cherry on top. I bumped it up to a six and a half. However, after the discussion today, in good faith, in good faith because I, I, of what Brandon said and his interpretation of it, I'm going to come up a little more, and I'm going to settle on a 7 out of 10. Nice. So, 
And yeah. isn't it funny how, like, in the background, in the like the news on the on the radio that you're listening to in the beginning, they're talking about these strange bird attacks happening. Yeah, they do the mention that. The movie, actually, yeah, mention it's it's in the background, right. so they're sort of hinting that nature is already kind of like almost like a, like a, the birds, like, like the hitchhike thing. Yeah, hey, isn't there a news thing that's on the TV and they're yeah, there's, I think there's as well. Stuff going up. People yeah. are getting attacked. It's because nature's fighting back from the very beginning, and I thought it was just fitting that not only does he get run over at the end, like the like the kangaroo that he runs over, but you see that the truck driver who gets attacked by the bird, you see he's transporting cows in the back of his truck. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So it's a vegetarian movie too. They're trying well, to no, he could be taking them cows. to the slaughter. You could, I mean, yeah. I'm saying. But yeah. It's a statement about that. <laughs> it's it's anti-abortion, pro-vegetarian. <laughs> And you're a strange bird yourself, me. <laughs> you said it. You said you said strange bird attacks. <laughs> Did I say strange bird? Yeah. The, well, strange bird attacks. You said that on the news they're talking about oh, these the strange, strange bird birds. Attacks. So it was, you said strange bird. It, it registered, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I enjoy eight out of ten for me. Nice. All right. There you go. Not I bad. Thought you were, I, th- I thought you may be higher, but that all seems fair. Yeah. I didn't you, know, you know, I'll admit, with, with both of these films that we watched for this one, I just felt like, even though I'd seen this one before and I really enjoyed it, and I, I think it's very, I think they're both quite menacing and, and well done. I almost feel like they're just maybe 10 minutes too long each. Uh-oh, don't say true. that. Have you even seen the, the, there's a lot of posts on our feed now about... <laughs> Us not wanting a review, and again, I think I think I answered it, I, Dave. I think you did too. Right, we were just did. simply yeah, discussing sure. from uh, watching for preparation for the show. We have nothing against long movies because I think we've all blown long movies. The director's Tons cut of, of sure. Doctor Sleep, the director's cut of Midsummer, just as recent examples. The Speria remake. Dave yeah. and I blew. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, see, Brandon's been very vocal about it. I think I made a, a thing about it. I said, how come Brandon, a lot of times, has been saying he doesn't want to watch long movies, new ones even? And I said, oh, I figured it out because he wants to watch as many movies as possible. So oh, that, that's definitely so – that's, that's, always, that's always my logic when when watching new movies is watch yeah, the short know. ones first so I can bang out a bunch of them. Right. I get that. I do. Yeah. Just like his women. He, just midgets hey. first. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Oh, with little people, little. I'm, I am not of this time. <laughs> I'm, oh, sorry, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Little midgets. <laughs> Man. Oh, mama mia. Anyway, that great, great. Good happy news to share. Hold on, check this out. The collection, the collection is growing, of course. But look, Fango one, issue one, folks. Issue number one, and not just any issue one but it is freaking in like new condition it is wonderful the i and, and even better i, I paid 20 dollars for this that's 20 dollars yeah right yeah that was the I one was... that we did undead mail for so we've already done the the not on the show but that's that was the undead mail was issue one i thought it looked familiar <laughs> when they were talking about the black hole Right? And Battlestar Galactica and uh, yes, and Star Wars and the Wiz with Mike, uh, yep. Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to read any of the mail because I thought that too. Right, exactly. But I'm probably not going to get to it now. But I will as soon as I, I am going to do them in order. But I have to finish what's in two and three before I go back to one, and then we'll continue there. But there's other stuff in here. But I'm just so happy about it because yeah. 
like yesterday there was an auction going for one that was in pretty good condition and the last I saw it was $81 on an auction and I see them listed for for 100 uh, one for $600 not saying they're going to get that but this guy had it listed uh, on Facebook Marketplace for 45 then a week went by then 35 and he was selling some other ones too so I just offered him I said hey would you take $20 for these 3 because he was selling four for thirty, and I, but I already had one. I said, "Would you take twenty for these three and twenty for Fangoria one?" And he said, "Yes." I was like, "Fucking sold!" I was so happy. I thought I'd never get That's a one. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy about it. And the condition is fucking. I told my wife, "Well, if, if we're ever boned, if we're ever in big trouble in life, I could probably get fucking about a thousand dollars for this whole fucking set when I'm done." You know, but hopefully that never happens because I never want to part with them. Uh, so. If you guys, I, I mean, we don't have a lot of thrift stores in the sense of like I've got Value Village and whatever. They got some VHS, Blu-ray, DVD books, but they don't have like CDs, like the SpectreVision stuff. And then I saw posts of people going, I went to a thrift show and they had a huge oh, stack yes. of CEDs. Again, I'm only interested in Friday the 13th. Uh, I will keep you up to date, but if you happen to be at one, if you if you go to those even and you happen to see one, two four or five because those are the only ones that they released and they're not ridiculous like they're five bucks or ten bucks or whatever grab them i'll pay you back because i'm finding them very difficult they're top dollar on ebay and then whenever anything pops up on like the fucking sites and mark <laughs> fuck off brandon uh, <laughs> he held up a nope uh whenever you whenever you see them on the sites i've put in a bid i thought i had i thought i had one and two spoken for no one ever gets back to me on this shit so it drives me crazy they go here we got these for sale i go i'll take them and nothing ever happens <laughs> so uh, it drives me fucking mad that's why i my want them to please they say you live all the way out in oshawa they're like fuck that well i but i say <laughs> will you deliver to canada and then my follow-up will always be don't worry i got a place and then i'd use dave and buffalo or North Tonawanda to get them to deliver. So it's in the States. They're happy. And then when the borders open up, I'll go grab them. Nice. I also want the so. same one. So if you find two, C comes first because he asked first and because he started the collection. <laughs> what are these to... called again? CEDs. But it's more widely known as SpectraVision, I believe. I'll take yeah. video discs too if they have them. I don't care. If it's all that's the, as long as that's Friday the 13th, anything from the first four, I'll take it. Spectrovision. Yeah. The, the 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 video discs are more like CD size, and they're they're mostly Japanese writing on them, so they're still cool to have. But they're a ripoff. The people are selling them for ridiculous prices. So I'm only interested in the laser discs and the CEDs. Right. Yep. From the old school standpoint. I'm with you. Uh, I saw Rebecca just got part five, which is the hardest one to come by. I guess she found yeah. it on our marketplace. Met up with the guy because there's a picture of them in person. And she's got a part five CED. She just posted it oh. yesterday or the day before. I'm like, God damn it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Woof. Wow. That's cool. That's and then that's all I want to. I'm with you. But C comes first. So if you see if you see one, good. If you see two, get one for each of us. You know? Just just look <laughs> at my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, you take care of yourself. <laughs> I'm off the bed. Sensitive jerk you. <laughs> okay, we're still on uh, issue number two. All right. So, um, did you guys know that that before Bar yeah Boris before Boris Karloff ever donned the nuts and bolts, Universal Pictures signed their resident vampire Bela Lugosi for the role. Test footage was shot and lost under mysterious circumstances. 
So you guys are aware of this that Lugosi is going to be fucking Frankenstein's monster? Yeah, crazy, huh? If you asked me that in a trivia question, who was up for the role? Would I have guessed Lugosi? Maybe as a, a as a a name that, but the only other name of a monster that I knew of, Lon Chaney, Boris Karloff, and Bella Lugosi would have been the only ones, and Dick Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> Those would have been the only names I would have known. So maybe as a as a shot in the dark, I may have gotten it right. But I don't know. I if I do, I don't think I knew that trivia. I, I didn't like know. I, knew, I feel like I knew that, but I feel like I knew that yeah. probably from writing the trivia questions. Maybe you <laughs> did that. Maybe it did come up, and it sounds like a good trivia question. So yeah. maybe I can't remember. And good luck finding those things. Those recordings are gone forever. I think because of horophilia. You know, unless somebody saved them. But like. That's the thing with the horror figure shutting down. All of that stuff is just gonzville. You can't even hear it anymore. But um, Robert Flory, who was who was going to be the director, he was originally hired by Universal to adapt and direct Shelley's novel, and he did it with Lugosi in mind, obviously because of the, the the success of Dracula. So according to him, Lugosi was not at all happy about the role of the monster and expressed his dissatisfaction during the experimental two-reeler. Jack Pierce the makeup artist at Universal had created the now-celebrated monster's makeup, my small contribution being the bolts and screws on both sides of the neck. <laughs> As I was working with the other actors, during a time when the monster had not yet come to life, Lugosi kept exclaiming, enough is enough, that he was not going to be a grunting, babbling idiot for anybody, and that any extra, and that any tall extra could be the monster. And then he said... I was a star in my country, and I will not be a scarecrow over here, he said repeatedly. <laughs> about that? Refused wow, the fucking card. Yeah. So what, he took, like, White Zombie instead? <laughs> well, that makes sense from the scene from, what, Ed Wood, where uh, Lugosi makes fun of Karloff? He's not, he's not able to eat my shit? <laughs> Isn't that the line? Something like that? Something like that. He can eat my, he can eat my shit or something. Yeah. <laughs> And the only Shelley's Frankenstein I'm interested in is this Shelley. I knew I was going to crack a Shelley Friday three joke too. You <laughs> prick. We're on the same. The fact that we're on the same wavelength frightens me. Yeah, I'm. I'm frightened. <laughs> that you're that you're on my wavelength. <laughs> I'm frightened for you. Oh, I'm getting whoa. Wow, that's what you really think about Heather. Wow, weird. <laughs> I gotta let her know. <laughs> Wait, I'm rocking like. You're davening. Yeah. Broccoling. Yeah, I'm broccoli. <laughs> I'm broccoli. We should bring that back as a new dance. Right? What are you scratching yeah, make a records video. over there? Make a video for for the for the thing, see? We'll play some music for, for that one and yeah. all the davening, you know? That'd be good shit. Okay. So there's an interview in here also with Down Robert with Block. <laughs> <laughs> that's good Robert Block the author of Psycho and um, pretty interesting lots of stuff in here I'll just highlight one or two things that they asked him that I thought were interesting he says they ask him do you think that there should be age limits set in terms of who can see and read horror he says I do not first it is impossible to do this by flat or decree second the source of any necessary censorship is in the home the parents are the ones who should make the decision to turn off the TV tube or turn into another channel. They are the ones who should determine what their child is ready to experience in reading or theatrical viewing. And each case is individual. What would destroy the composure of one five-year-old might not have any significant effect on another. Each child is individual. 
I agree with that. It's, you know, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm against censorship myself. So <laughs> then they ask him, from your point of view, can reading or viewing horror precipitate acts of violence or crime? He answers, I think an individual is much more apt to be triggered off by reality, whether that reality takes the form of a newspaper account of some mass murder or whether he sees such violent activity within his own environment. Throughout history, mass murderers, sociopathics, and psychopathic personalities have committed barbarous crimes without any known connection with the horror genre whatsoever. I often remind people who posted this explanation that in our culture, which seems to be turning more and more violent, we began in 1940 by setting up something called the Selective Service Act. Here, we deliberately, by decree, took our young men, placed them in boot camps, and taught them how to kill. Moreover, we glorified such killing, made heroes out of killers, and continue to indoctrinate generations of young people in the art of killing. Sadly, it's not considered politically or socially desirable to point out that we've taught our youth to accept the notion of killing as a way of life. It's much easier to point the finger at someone who has written a book or a play and say he's the culprit. He's the one filling our children's heads with all sorts of bad ideas. In truth, the popular acceptance of violence is a product of our historical experience. Our society is geared either to war or a state of readiness for war. This is a far more significant factor in creating and perpetuating violence than anything that someone could ever write or put on the screen. Wow. Yeah. It sums it up perfectly. Yeah. That's, what, that's, what I, that's exactly what I was thinking, word for word. He's a smart man. He's definitely smart, you know? And there's a lot more. It's a really good article. And, you know, he, he answers long a lot of his answers go on and on like the, the one i just read i mean they're but it's really cool stuff i just i just can't read i just highlighted that so now we get to the back of the magazine they talk about movies coming out and this is kind of interesting and if you've seen the uh the movie i'm referencing you'll understand fangoria recently spoke to john landis hoping to learn the real status of the off again on again universal production of the incredible shrinking woman what we thought would be a brief phone call turned out to be a lengthy and newsworthy conversation with the young director. Landis, a longtime monster movie fan and early Fangoria reader, has had enormous international success with his first two films and has reached a stage in his career where he can pretty much pick his own projects. Unfortunately, the first of those choices did not work out as planned. Universal wants a Mel Brooks version of Incredible Shrinking Man, which can be produced on a lesser budget and still be a very good film, but that's not what I had in mind. The new director, Joel Schumacher, who did Car Wash, does very fine work, and I think they'll make a wonderful picture. Jack Wagner's script has been reworked. A bit of comedy writer, Jerry Belson, particularly to rescale the film to the lower budget. Rick Baker is still involved. He's built a really magnificent gorilla suit that they've kept. <laughs> so... Did you guys see that movie, Incredible Shrinking Woman with Lily Tomlin? Yeah. Back in the day? A million times. Me too. I love Lily Tomlin movies, yeah. man. I so totally was forgot fucking... about that movie until you started. Oh. You brought it up. Yes. It, but that, it's not that good. That's I gotta nostalgia, watch it again. though. That's nostalgia, yeah. though. It probably is nostalgia, but I still sing that song. Oh, I wish I was a little bar of soap that's in that movie. <laughs> oh, I wish I were a little bar of soap. I go slippy, slippy, slimy Shit. over everybody's hiney. Oh, I wish I was a little bar of soap. I totally <laughs> forgot about that movie. I yeah, totally it's fun. But here's what got me. That gorilla was not a real gorilla. Rick Baker made it. In my memory, it was just a, a gorilla. So now, Monkey. Now Monkey. 
I'm a gorilla, you fucking clown. <laughs> what is that? That's uh, Trading Places. Oh, no. Shit, I... Was it... No, I just watched Trading Places. Not... Maybe it, it is. Which is the movie with Clarence Beeks? Yeah, Beeks. That, that is, yeah, that's, that. that's it. At the end, on the train. Remember the guy in the monkey suit? In the gorilla yeah. suit? And the guy's yeah. like, hey, a monkey. He's like, monkey? Monkey? I'm a gorilla, you fucking clown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh. I just I brought up the poster, and and yeah, I I remember this from my childhood, but I've I haven't even I haven't seen it since then. Like whenever it would have hit VHS, and maybe like cable TV back in the day. What was, what was the name of the product that made her small? Wasn't it Galaxy something? Galaxy soap. Galaxy. There was like a song. Galaxy yeah. glue. Galaxy glue. I think. It wasn't Gorilla Glue with the monkey. What <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it's a good movie. It's a good comedy. At least to me, it is. You know. Um, yeah, it is Galaxy Glue. Galaxy Glue. Galaxy Glue. Yeah. <laughs> so now there's one more thing about this. Landis's other projects will not allow him the time to direct these films himself, though he will serve as a producer. The first picture will be a new treatment of the creature from the Black Lagoon, to be directed by Evan Kim. Set in 1956. The script uses elements from the storylines and original film and its sequel, Revenge of the Creature. So, do you guys remember A Creature from the Black Lagoon in, I don't know, the early 80s? No, it never came out. John Carpenter was attached to it for the longest. He wanted to do it, uh, but after the thing bombed, I guess it didn't happen. So, maybe it was in early development, and then Carpenter wanted to do it. It was been one of the long, or talked about movies that he never directed or never made. But they never did a new one. The, The only... Creature was like his, his, um, when he popped up in Monster Squad. It's weird. When I was a kid and Swamp Thing was out, I just always thought it was the same thing. Creature from the Black Lagoon and Swamp Thing, like in my mind as a kid, was the same thing. I don't know why. Swamp Thing bores me to death. I don't even remember much of it. I just remember it was on HBO a lot. Not as much as Incredible Shrinking Woman. It made (laughs) it really. Incredible Shrinking Woman. I want some Galaxy Glue. It was always that galaxy glue. Yeah. <laughs> but the project closest to Landis' heart is an American werewolf in London. He wrote the script in 1969 when he was 19. It's been optioned seven times, and it's finally going to be made in 1980. He plans to scare the hell out of people with this one and make them laugh at the same time. One problem in getting this film produced is that people read the script and say it's either it's too funny to be scary or it's too scary to be funny remarks Landis. It will be violent, gory, terrifying, and hilarious all at the same time. So how weird is that at that time that that's, you know, now it's horror comedy. And he succeeded. Nowadays, they never say that. It's too scary to be funny or, you know what I mean? There's so much horror comedy now, it's just it's just taking... It's just reality, yeah. Right, it, it, it is what it is. Uh, okay, here's the interesting thing at the end here. Another young director with a great reputation is John Carpenter, whose highly acclaimed thriller... Halloween is to be followed up by The Fog this January. The soundtrack composed by the multi-talented Carpenter is currently being recorded by the rock group Coupe de Ville, which that's funny if you know what that is, right? <laughs> that's, it's kayfabe. He, he told them that it was a band called Coupe de Ville, but the Coupe de Ville is really him and, what, Nick Castle and somebody else? Yeah. Or, or some shit, yeah. So I, Dick I Warlock. Was funny. Dick Warlock. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, Tommy Lee, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, maybe Tommy Lee Wallace. Po- yeah. Definitely possible. 
Yeah. <laughs> and the director has already begun work on his next project, an adaptation of the best-selling novel The Prometheus Crisis. Budgeted at $7 million, the film will go one step beyond the China Syndrome by showing the audience the cataclysmic, cataclysmic results of an actual nuclear plant meltdown. So what's that they're talking about? John Carpenter, a $7 million budget based on goes one step beyond the China Syndrome. Weird, huh? Uh, it was Tommy Lee Wallace, Nick Castle, and John okay. Carpenter. Just to answer that question, sorry. Nice. And and so then I missed what you're talking about, except for the <laughs> uh, the budget for that one uh, would have followed the fog, which obviously didn't happen because he did uh, Escape from New York. Unless that's what they're talking about. Well, was Escape from New York? I don't remember having to do with the actual nuclear plant meltdown, showing the oh. audience the results of it. No. No. So I guess that fell apart. It's just interesting to read this stuff, you know, these things that were supposed to happen that, that, that just didn't, you know, like like nowadays. <laughs> you get stuff all the time, but, you know, the fact that it went to print. And one well, more thing you're talking about, the brood. I watched, sorry, and, sorry. sorry I, I, I'm sorry, because I, I kind of talked over you as I usually. No, no. Uh, I was watching In Search of Darkness again. Great John Carpenter talks about, this is the first one that, that's on Shudder. Uh, he talked about being fired from a pitcher. Which one was it now? That he was let go because the thing bombed. I will have. I will have to give. I can't remember now. Cliffhanger. Um, yeah, cliffhanger. <laughs> it's a well known. It's a well known film from like 80, 84, 85. I just for whatever reason it one left spitting. my mind right now. It was one spit. Yeah. So he had uh, creative differences with uh, rubber Jim face. Carrick. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and one little snippet. <laughs> One snippet, The Brood, the latest from writer-director David Cronenberg, is stirring considerable excitement at advanced screenings. Starring Oliver Reed and Samantha Egger, the film concerns a psychiatrist who develops a therapy of mind over matter. Inevitably, a patient's powers of mind go quite out of control with grisly results. Cronenberg, who claims EC Comics as a primary influence, previously galvanized audiences with shivers and rabid. Frankie's in here touching my Fangoria 1. What do you want, kiddo? <laughs> Don't touch yeah, I'm still recording. Yes. And I will be for about another 45 minutes, if that's okay with you. Oh, you, you got something going on? You're fine. People know who you are. Okay. <laughs> that's the end of episode... Ugh, issue 2. I'll do a tiny bit of issue 3. And then we'll do the rest of 3 in the next show. I like this because of what's happening nowadays in the world and what this was written way back in whatever, 1979. This is uh, issue three, Christopher Lee on the cover in Arabian Adventure when they were still talking about fantasy movies. But I like this right here. It says, it's the opening part. In search of fun, every so often, Fangoria receives a letter or two saying that something along the lines of, how dare you run a feature on Alien Goes to Mars when it was obviously inferior to the original Alien Goes to Malibu? Or, <laughs> why didn't you slam Arabian Adventures for being scientifically inaccurate in their flying carpet scenes? You get the idea. Apparently, there are a lot of horror and fantasy buffs out there who take their movie and books very, very seriously. So seriously, in fact, that fun seems to have exited the picture somewhere along the line. And this is 1979. Look at nowadays, okay? <laughs> if you're looking for transcendental criticism and long-winded analysis of the social, political, 
ramifications of Mothra within our pages, you might as well stop reading now. What you hold in your hands is, happily enough, a delightful anachronism, a throwback to an era when movies, books, and TV shows, good and bad alike, could be seen, enjoyed, and or loathed solely on the basis of their content matter, not on the basis of what a group of writers believe the content matter should have been. During the 1950s, when fantasy media magazines first appeared, movie fans, such as myself, haunted the newsstands, eagerly awaited each new issue. Those magazines told us about the movies, about the writers, directors, actors, makeup men, and artists. They told us what made fantasy tick. They took us behind the the scenes, issue after issue. Somewhere along the way, this delightful type of reportage gave way to heavy-handed criticism and browfurrowing. Godzilla became a symbol for industrial technology, and I was a teenage werewolf, was transformed into a parable concerning youthful rebellion. Somewhere along the way, the sense of wonder, the sense of magic, the sense of fun bit the dust. Well, we at Fangoria want to put that magic back into your life. We want to introduce you to the people, the places, and the themes that make fantasy such an exciting and imaginative field. We want you to share in the creative experience as much as possible to join in on the fun. Let's face it, analyzing a movie like Alien in print does wonders for the author of the article, gives him a great sense of import, but does it really let you, the reader, know how, when, where, and why the movie was made? Fangoria wants to take you on the sets into the author's dens through the artist's studios. We want to show you how and why, tell you when and where. In short, we want to explore the wonderfully complex world of fantasy in every issue. So unfurl the brows, hide the slide rules, and magnifying glasses. Have fun. Enjoy the magic. It's all around you. Besides, I was a teenage werewolf. Wasn't a parable about youthful rebellion. Invasion of the Saucer Men was. <laughs> oh, huh? What? Nah. It's funny because that could easily be written today. We were joking. We're pretending to fall asleep while you're doing your thing. I, two things I, I, I found out it was Firestarter that John Carpenter was fired from. Oh, wow. He was supposed to direct Firestarter. And then I just wanted to read, so I got an article that I want to, and it's very quick. I just want to read from my, my book here. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Giveaway. Yeah. But so well, kill me. That's his book. Pardon? What a great, what a great thing that guy, the editor wrote in that, in that Fangoria way back then. Like I always hear people all the time God, saying fucking... every movie Every director intends something with his movie. I always hear that, that everything, there's always a reason behind it, and there's always a statement, and that everything has to mean something. And it's like, this is 1979. Imagine. It's like you said, they could write this now. It's like, what happened to the fun? Why Why does everything have to be overanalyzed? In the, in that, 40 that... years later, and it's only gotten worse. <laughs> well, I, I think that's the thing. I think now yeah. people are like, if you're not saying something with your movie, it's just a waste of whatever. But yeah, what just happened to good old... And the funny, the, the crazy part is, it's usually the the bottom of the barrel like ship breeder films that are like they really don't have any hidden message or whatever but it should just be brought back to mainstream as well i'm not saying every mainstream film is trying to say something trust me there there there's there there are a lot of films that are just pure entertainment but i feel like we do shit on them as fans one way or the other and that that's sad it is sad it is sad that you know like this next one I'm not going to shit on the next movie. I can't shit on the next movie that we're going to be talking about. I don't know if we're ready to jump into it, but... Let's do it. But you sure are. (laughs) 
I should go for it. <laughs> the hands of Orlick. See, isn't it an actual? Like, isn't there an actual horror film called that? I don't think it's spelled the. It's Orlock. I think maybe. Orlock. The hands of. I'll look it up. I know. I know Count Orlock, but the hands yeah. of. The Hands of Mantos, I think it's called, or something, right? No, The Hands of Manos is like a really bad... I think there's another one. That's a shit... That's um, Manos, movie. The Hands of Fate. That's what that is, yeah. You're right. That's like considered one of the worst movies. Yeah, the, the Hands of Orlock. First thing that popped up on my freaking thing. Wow. Orlock, yeah. 1924. It's Orlock. Yeah, it's O-R-L-A-C. I've aged beautifully. <laughs> I'm 130. I'm 134 years old. <laughs> and the picture's like this. <laughs> That's the poster. I want to watch this now. I won't want a Brandon doing that same pose. Like this with this. Yeah. Like, yeah. like this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Let's do it. Let's All righty. The Block Island Sound from 2020. Uh, something lurks off the coast of Block Island, silently influencing the behavior of fisherman Tom Lynch. After suffering a series of violent outbursts, he unknowingly puts his family in grave danger. Grave. Deer. Do you ever think the word deer could be so terrifying? <laughs> that guy from, I was like, what do I know this guy from? And it's a 13, 14 cameras movies. Oh, that's him? He's the creep. Yeah, he's the creepy guy. And that the oh, dad oh. in this movie. Yeah. I will say this again. What I'm loving, what I'm finally able to say, almost like repetitiously, is the fact that these movies are looking good. They, they're defying their he, low budgets, and they look good. And I'm like, in this day and age, there's no excuse for your movie not to look good. And don't say that. What agreed. about when we make a movie? <laughs> yeah, well, there's no excuse, Dave. We'll have to make it look good. Uh, so I'm just saying that, like, it looks good. They've got they they took advantage of their the, the town that they're in, the setting with the boat and everything like that. The house they they did a good job. The acting is good enough. His friend, the conspiracy nut. There's some great scenes with him in the car, yeah. and he's like, "What are you doing?" Uh, it's funny because I think Jason Smith posted this scene, and I laughed out loud. He's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm undoing your seatbelt." Why? Well, because so when I hit that pole, you'll go flying through the windshield, <laughs> and I won't have to hear about these conspiracy theories anymore. It, it, there's a great that was funny. There's great dialogue between them. The acting, for the most part, it, it's passable throughout. I'm not saying this movie is fantastic by any means. It kind of, it kind of falls apart, and because it's it, it has such aspirations, I guess, or it's a little bit bigger. And then those scenes that with the special effects, I think kind of fall a bit flat. Oh, really? But I overall, like that. Overall, it was, it was decent. It was a decent, I'm, I'm interested in seeing what they do next. They caught my attention. I thought they did a good job with this, but the movie I didn't think was great, but I'm very interested in following and seeing what they, what they have up their sleeve for their next film as well. I feel like I just blew my whole load right there, but that was my experience with the movie. I I enjoyed the movie again. I thought it had good menacing score. I thought that growling effects was really quite terrifying. Yeah. And I actually enjoyed the characters and enjoyed where this one went. I think again, I, I don't want to sound uh, like I'm repeating myself, but this one also felt like an extended Twilight Zone episode, especially yep. with that ending and that reveal. That is so Twilight Zone. That's been done in the Twilight Zone. 
Yeah. When we, degree, when yeah. we like the when end, we find end the very last image. When we end. find out the truth of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when she next. Yeah, and I think it's terrific. I'm like, oh, that's actually really cool. Because my last kind of, note. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, B. Go no, ahead. go ahead. What were you going to say? My last note is right there. Look. Look what this says. Seven. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Did you see on top of it what my yeah. last note was? It said, please. please go there with an exclamation point. I wrote that exactly when the son, Harry, <laughs> goes on the boat, and then all of a sudden some things start happening with the um the, the, the life pres- I don't think we even had to have a spoiler session if we I think we could just no. talk around it, you know so I think that when some things start happening with the life preservers and, and what happens with them and where they go and when they come and you know and as soon as that happens I get the idea in my head and I'm like and that's what I thought to myself I said please go there because I'm in love with those type of movies yeah. I'm like this would be cool now I'm happy they did um, this is a case where I wish I would have seen the antagonist a little bit more. Or seen yeah, part of what they're doing without without spoiling because I'm into that. That makes it a, a little more scarier for me. I'm not knocking the film. I liked it. I thought it was good, and I'm glad it went there. Yeah, and it's in a movie that I think if I were to watch a second time with the knowledge of it, because I'm watching it thinking it's going in one direction. I'm thinking like. I told my daughter, as I'm, I go, this movie's kind of like life. the Bay, Harry you know? Styles. Yeah, it's kind of like the Bay, or or um, or even what do you call it? What's the other movie that I really liked last year? Um, the the Beach House, or the Boat House, whatever the hell it's called. I forgot what. Very it's called. very much like the Beach House. I thought of, I yeah. Right. So I'm thinking of this, and ultimately, it's not exactly that, but but this is the direction I'm seeing, and some things are happening. I'm, and again, that's up my alley. I love those things, especially that one scene. When he goes into the um, the bathroom and there's there's yeah. something Vom- comes out of vomit- his mouth, vomitose. Yeah, yeah. the vomit. <laughs> you know, like, okay. That now, that seems very that- effective. But you, they yeah. do a great job. They they get that small town, the camaraderie amongst the town folk. Like I love that stuff, and they do it very well here. Uh, with between the cops, the relationship of, of the sister, the siblings, and the dad. Like I mean. I was gonna say I don't think they needed the second sister. No, the the bitchy one. Yeah, cut, cut her out. It's like they needed. It's like they needed an extra fifteen minutes of the movie. They brought a second sister in. They didn't and need. They, it. They, and they did need the, the extra show. fifteen minutes of the movie. I I agree with you, Brandon. I I think they, I, they, they was unneeded. I agree. I, th- I think I enjoyed this movie the most of the three of us, from what I'm hearing. But I'm saying this right now. Take her out. She you need the other sister was terrific. Yeah, I thought she was great. She was. Very down to earth and realistic, and very you know likable. And I like the fact that she sympathized with Harry because she's everyone's always so critical of him, him fucking up, drinking, you know, getting into fights, getting arrested. But she was sympathetic to him when she finds out like why he was arrested, why he hit that guy at the bar, and she's like a genuinely good person. And I love the way she talks to her daughter and stuff, and and she's I don't know, she's very relatable. And hot. I agree. I agree. But I think that we need the other sister because it shows, number one, that is how family is. Uh, you know what I mean? There's always somebody in the family and then one, one, one sibling's this way, one sibling's this way, and this one's going to be harder. It, it shows more what Harry has to deal with, not just being where he is, but with his family dynamic. You have this one here who's a little hard on him but sympathetic. Then you have this one, which is probably more representative of everyone who doesn't live on the island that's in his family. That's probably how they view him. And I think that it adds to why he is kind of the way he is. And he is on the defense and he has to deal with shit. 
I think, I don't know, I like that more. It's to the strength yeah. of, of the lead. I felt it was enough because he could be resentful of the other sister leaving, having a family, you know, being off the island, having a career in whatever she does. Like I don't know what she is, like some sort of scientist. And uh, him having to sort of re- being resentful for staying behind, taking care of the father. Because you notice, like, he's concerned for his father, but the minute she shows up, the, the main sister, he's like, oh, dad's fine. Dad's fine. Like, right. like almost like he's like, like lying because he doesn't want her to think that that he's not taking care of him. I agree. Yes. But but I could see what you're saying. I could see what you're saying. I just thought like, oh, of all that, like, then especially since like nothing came of it. Like usually, like when you add a character to a film, something like, okay, is she gonna die? Is something gonna happen to her? No, she shows up. You get you know like a ten minute, ten fifteen minutes with her in it. You know they have a little bit, and then he's like, I'll I'll see you at the next family family funeral, and that's it. But that that sums it up. He's stuck here. He's stuck here to to deal with the shit when yeah. you run off and you go do your other thing over here. That's what I think they're saying. And that's what I like. It's kind of like in in Sopranos how how Tony has to stay and take care of his mother and he's resentful having to do this and this while his other two sisters got smart and got the fuck out and Janice ran away to California and you know fucking became a hippie and and he was the responsible one that stayed yet and it's kind of like this here with the son. He's viewed as the fuck up, but meanwhile. He's being more responsible because he didn't run away from the problems. Yes, his dad drinks a lot, and yes, you know, they were sad when the mother passed on, but I think it adds to his character saying, okay, he's not the fuck-up that the other people think he is. These other people are the ones that bolted. You know what I mean? Specifically the one. Sorry, I can't talk. Easy for me to say. Um, when, um, you know, I'll see you at the next funeral. In other words, you only come around for shit like this. You don't even bother with your own family. How dare you snub me when I'm here taking care of your father? Mm. That's what I took. I, I, we, I get all that as well, but I do think it just goes on. I think that's where the movies. And I'm I'm, I'm going to use the term bogged down, but it's by no means. I, I think that's extreme. I think they have too much of that, and we've already got that. We already got it, so they could have trimmed something away. So I don't disagree with Brandon. You could have just added a little bit more of that spunky sister's attitude into the sister that's there with the daughter and got rid of the other sister altogether and not lost anything, not lost the element there and still dealt with that balance. But again, it's 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 nitpicking, but I think because of that, the relationship aspect, which is, is great for character and, and everything, becomes redundant in, in the film. And I think we need to get to the end stuff that that is actually... Uh, the really intriguing stuff uh, sooner. I, I, that was my, my okay. opinion of it. I think we just needed to get to it a little sooner. I, again, I liked the movie as well. I was actually surprised about how much I liked it. But again, I get more intrigued from the the production standpoint. I like the look of it. I like the the, the acting. Never fails. Never fails. It was it was a good looking film. Yeah, and I and I really love the character of his friend. His friend, the conspiracy. He's a theorist. great actor. That's uh, Jim Cummings, yeah. who did uh, Wolf of Snow Hollow last year. Oh, is it? Wrote, directed, edited, wow. starred in it. He's he's a talented guy. I knew he looked familiar, and I looked him up. And I'm like, oh shit, that's Wolf of Snow Hollow. He's he's really good. And the conspiracies, like they all make sense. And then when Harry starts piecing them together on the map, and you see sort of like the uh, the the path that this this phenomenon is following. And uh, everything, and and just I mean the the reveal at the end of everything, and why 
tons of fish and then later on birds are showing up dead like it, it's it all starts to make sense and uh and how it uh parallels basically what what the sister tells the daughter about what she does because the daughter is very upset over certain things that the mother does and she says well most things wind up back in the ocean but uh you know not everything dude and it, this must have been the movie that i saw the newscast in i think i confused it with the other one i think the other one was audible i don't know if it was an actual visual on the tv but i think this is the one where you see the visuals on the you TV. know what i i agreed with you with the with yeah. the last one honestly these paired up really well these yeah. two movies like good freak, job Dave. freakishly well freakishly well yeah we worked so, we worked out okay it would have also gonna been paired with the fucking the beach house or, or the bay yeah, mm-hmm. I, I immediately the beach thought house of the beach for sure. house. I thought of yeah. the beach house, for the, even though I didn't love the beach house. I enjoyed this one more, but I immediately thought of beach house in terms of the vibes I was getting from this. And it was freaky because at the one hour and ten minute mark, my dad was watching it with me and he enjoyed it as well. But just for no apparent reason. I mean, you hear the growling throughout the movie, but there was nothing going on at this point, And he starts going just to annoy me. And he's doing that. <laughs> Your dad is? And li- yeah, my dad's doing that. And literally, awesome. his growl starts to match up perfectly with the growl in the movie. That just starts up randomly, and it really freaked me out. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's he started awesome. it first. <laughs> That's fucking Girl. great. Girl. <laughs> Girl. 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 Dog. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. It's so funny. And this is 100% true. As I'm watching the movie, when that girl is explaining, when the mother is explaining what she does to the child and she talks about, you know, taking the fish out the water and, and whatever, and some of literally I thought to myself, oh yeah, how would you feel if somebody came right now and took your daughter and said, we're doing this for the human race, we got to sacrifice her? I go, do you think about that? Not that I'm insulting science or what they do, I'm just. I'm very compassionate about things like that. And it's just, and I can't help but every time someone makes a comparison, that's why I don't kill bugs and things. I'm like, just because we're bigger doesn't mean we should have the right to do that. How would you feel? I always say that. How would you feel if fucking 500 foot aliens came down and saw us as bugs and started stamping? Dude, that's, stamp that's the Twilight Zone episode I'm referring to where the guy stays behind, the astronaut stays behind to like rule over the tiny people. Oh, yeah, the little people episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Like, that's, I was just like, holy shit, this is a episode. Yeah. I was just it's like, it's a great episode. Like, they go to the other, they go to the other land, the two astronauts. Yeah. And the one discovers. Yeah. They, and he stays behind the other one. Because he, yeah, because of the, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they build up, he's like, they make him build a full statue of him. Yeah. How'd they get up to the top to build that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it's a great episode. But I, that's the comparison I always say to people that have no problem killing things and i was like well how would you feel i go one day somebody could come here giants could come here that are a hundred times the size of us and just step on us and say the same thing yes. you don't know what's going on in their lives and how they can communicate and everything else <laughs> either way i don't mean to downgrade Those are giant problems but it's funny that 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 <laughs> that that conversation happens then and then they do the voiceover at the end of the same yeah. thing i'm like aha i was thinking something somewhat like that there you go but then i understand why it's just it's just funny that i thought it during that scene and then what what things became later you know yeah and i enjoyed it though it was good you know there (laughs) there's a funny part when he when he goes shopping and and he starts throwing all that fruit in the fucking basket 
And then, he just, and then he just walks yeah. right out the store. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's reaction is like, hey, hey. Oh, you're just going to leave it here? <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, I loved it. That's been a thing lately in horror. We talked about it a few shows ago about people getting really hungry and <laughs> eating everything in sight. That's been like a thing the last couple of years. We talked about it in the Christmas horror story. That kid that got swapped and he was eating and he had the fork because we talked about it in that one movie where it happened again. Remember the kid put the fork? Um, oh, the possession. possession. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's a big thing in horror like the last decade or so is all this freaking compulsive overeating. Aha. Uh-huh. There you go, Fangoria. They're making statements again. <laughs> Too much overeating. <laughs> but I cracked up, man, because he started off slow and he's grabbing a couple of things and then he randomly starts grabbing fucking fruit (laughs) (laughs) oh man here's what I don't like I hate when they do this in movies when they minimalize I said this many times something that's much more serious than it is and and, and they minimize it when they say like when she goes out to her brother and says oh yeah I just caught dad drifting all spaced out it was a little more than that if you walked in and you're talking to your father and he's pouring water into a jug, and he's looking out the window, and the water just keeps filling up, and the jug filled, and it keeps going and going, and this happens for 30 seconds, that's a little bit more than being spaced out. That's like fucking, if that was my mm. father, I'm thinking dementia right then and there. Yeah, oh, yeah. This is, this is bad. But isn't, I don't like when they do that in movies, when they see something that's real serious, and they kind of play it off. You know what I mean? I think she gets a sense, though, of that, and they explore that more with, with Harry later on, especially when he goes for the MRI and he sees the doctor and they come up with that sensitivity to electromagnetic activity and stuff. So I think it's there, but uh, I could see, yeah, but I, I get the complaint that, you know, it's it's often overlooked, especially the way it looks to us. It looks so much more menacing, especially, especially the faces he's always making. <laughs> like when he goes in and the I guess he's trying to take the girl. He's trying to take the girl out on the boat. He's like, "Oh, she must have fallen out of bed. Had a bit like, what are you doing, you creepy man? Get out of here!" <laughs> like he's terrifying. It was kind of creepy, that's for sure. And something else I'm going to complain about. But again, it's a movie trope. It isn't just this movie. But I wish, I wish movies wouldn't do it as often as they do. How when she goes and she visits the other guy that that suffers from the same thing. And had the discussion how he goes from fucking zero to a hundred, just like that. He's so fine at first, and all of a sudden the subject comes up. And if you present yourself that way, nobody's gonna believe you. It's like when we said in that movie, The Conspiracy. If you walk around acting like that fucking guy in The Conspiracy, no one's. Can't you just remain calm and say, "Listen, oh, the I know how the trailer? this is gonna." Yeah. yeah, I know how this yeah. is gonna sound, but this is what went down with me, and it's this and this, and I want you to consider this instead of saying, "Oh my God, you're all gonna die." You know that always happens in movies, and it's like it doesn't have to be that way. If I wrote a movie, that character it always goes in that direction. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't like that, and I also don't like the fact that she's like, "Oh, he's crazy. I gotta get out of here." Like everything he's saying is everything Harry's doing, and the sister's aware of it. But it's presentation, buddy. I know it's presentation, but at the same time, but at the same time, even when she gets back, like when she's driving back to the ferry and and she's safe, she's telling Paul, she's like, "Oh, he's nuts!" Like everything. But she knew that going in. But everything he said to her is everything she's witnessing. How could even though he presents himself like a lunatic, she should still be like, "He was crazy." But everything he's saying is what's happening to Harry. I don't know what the hell to do. But they don't agree, buddy. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's another yeah. movie thing because yeah. they act that way. It's like a cheap way 
uh, for someone not to believe you because yeah. they see the way you act and they're like, well, who can believe that in that case? You know? <laughs> I, I just wish they would stop doing that in a movie. It's unnecessary. It wouldn't change the quality of this movie one bit. She could even hear him and he could say everything calmly and this and that, but then, I don't know, maybe like maybe one look he gives or maybe he says something for a second when he raises his voice and it rubs her wrong. It, it could be enough for her to say, okay, clearly that guy's not with it completely. It so would be I more terrifying if he presented it in just a matter-of-fact, calm manner and told everything that's happening to Harry, just so matter-of-fact. Then she yeah. just had this sort of like, holy fuck. Yeah. Instead of, the, they're going for the intensity of his craziness, but I totally agree. It would have been actually scarier if yeah. he was just like, he could have done the no cell phone, please leave your cell phone in the car. Yeah, that, that that He could have done that, and then they had like, like a quiet conversation. Right. And it, and it, and, and it built in and just to build in her realization of, holy shit, this is, this is what's happening. And yeah, that would have been more effective. It happens so many times in movies. I don't know why, you know, they get, like what's his name did a good job in, in like, well, um, the town that dreaded sundown when they go and they visit him and yes, he's weird. And yes, he's off the grid. And, and some of the things he's saying sound a little crazy, but the way he presents it, does it and, that, and that's why the girl leaves she goes oh come on this guy lives on a boat or whatever but one of them said yeah but i think he's i think he has some good points here you know you so you can have it coming from both ends i don't know i just offense you, know, you can't you know <laughs> <laughs> you never go ass to mouth i didn't know i thought that was a christian joke i didn't know that it was from clerks too i found this out uh yesterday i didn't know it was from clerks too either and i've seen that movie Maybe yeah. I did that. Oh yeah, yeah. that's the famous. Dawson said. Yeah, that's a famous Rosario Dawson line. I you never know. go I've ask him now. I've only seen it once, Clerks Two, and I enjoyed it, but I just I didn't know all the lines. Wow. You know? yeah. yeah. But you so didn't. Oh, I, you. What is that called know. when you rip something off and you're not even aware that you've done it? Subconsciously, I don't know. Well, no, that I mean, subconsciously, but it's no. There's an actual like. Uh, I think there's an expression that. Gaslighting. Uh, that, no, I don't think that's it. But I don't, I don't know what any of these fucking. Tr- <laughs> I always hear these terms that people use, and I don't know what, and I don't want to know what the fuck. Gaslighting, fucking. What's the other one? There's like I don't know. There's so many fucking terms. Honey I don't want. Honey dicking. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That go. is a good one. Fucking molly whopping. Molly whopping. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't do it to Italians. I hate offensive. getting molly whopped with a honey dick. <laughs> I hate getting molly whopped by a whop. A wop on Molly. An Italian fucking tripping. He's a Molly wop. <laughs> In Dagobah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. Cryptonesia? Cryptomnesia. Yeah, I think that's something like that. The science of accidentally stealing other people's ideas. <laughs> that's basically my comedy routine. <laughs> that should be the name of my stand up routine. Evidently Crypt mine too. I gotta find out when creep creep when creeps too. When clerks <laughs> two came out because this was something like that was a joke from way long ago. Like I've like a well, it used to be a sketch pad. Now it's my I've I've transferred a lot of it to my notes in my phone where it's just random yep. random jokes or random they're not even jokes because they're not fully flushed, but just random ideas. Like, <laughs> ATM. You yeah. never go ATM. You know, uh, what kind of dyslexic chick invented this or whatever? Like, it's just random stuff that at some point awesome. in time I wanted to mold into some sort of routine, but never did. 
They're not I've got really a ton of them still. because none of them are funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're missing. They're missing one key element: comedy. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> That's funny. Awesome. Uh, crypto quids. Yes. <laughs> that will be the name of my special. <laughs> crypto quids. It's a oh, weird name for a special. Yeah. Crypto quid pro quo. <laughs> I got a nice. I wanted to do that. I thought that would be hilarious if you were like were the Pat Boone of comedy and you just ripped off famous comedy bits from way back when. Like I just start doing the Bill Cosby dentist thing, or then I do like the ice cream oh. thing from uh, Eddie Murphy, and I do the do the it, black yeah. people versus. Uh, uh, well, I guess you can't do that one from Chris Ooh, Rock. You know, but it's like the Pat Boone of comedy. It'd be fantastic. Cover jokes. Cover, yeah. These are cover, like a cover band. Cover yeah. jokes. <laughs> it's hilarious. Honestly. The act writes itself. Sorry. Honestly. Sorry. <laughs> no, back to the movie. There isn't a whole lot to say, I guess. I mean, it's worth your time. Yes, watch it. It's but definitely I mean, worth your time. Good yeah. acting, good performances. I like all the all the characters in it. The kid's not annoying. She's no. cute. She's yeah. punky. You know, I love the, I love the mom. I love the sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's terrific. The brother, he's terrific. Yeah, dad's creepy as fuck. I like the relationship in the beginning with the dad and the brother. You know, yeah, it's general. Yeah, there's enough good feel- to recommend it. it. It does feel a little drawn out. I feel like they could have condensed it. And again, I know. Again, I've said this in every episode. We we use this as an argument that the movie could have been shorter, but this does feel like a Twilight Zone idea that's yeah. now an hour and 40 minutes. Get rid of the and other it, sister. Get rid of the other sister. It's an hour and 25 minutes. It's fine. You don't need those scenes. He has the same sort of neglected feel just from the success of the other sister, you know, making it off the island and being successful, and he, and he feels like a failure. He doesn't need the other one to actually show up and be even bitchier and just be like, oh, he can't take care of himself. He can flip burgers or mop floors. They could right. just trickle a little bit of that spunky sister's personality into the existing one uh, there with the child, and it would have worked fine. And I do like her boyfriend that is her, that, are, that actually is her employee. Yeah. And, and the dad's like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll put the queen in there, and you guys can share the bed. They're like, dad, dad, that's totally inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. his boss. I'll drive yeah. you to the ferry. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was good. I wish we would have got. I wish we would have seen a little more. There was something I wanted to see once I saw where it was going. Like, it could have been. It could have been almost. Uh... Don't give it away. I know what you're gonna say. I know what you're thinking. Starts with an L. A couple. A couple of them. Well, see, I was thinking of one starts with an F and one starts with a uh, U M E. No, oh, an E. Nope. So we're way off base. Either way, <laughs> it's, I don't want it to go full. I don't. I'm saying I don't want it to go full all the way in, but I do. You want never to go. You never go full all the way in. Sometimes you, you know can't. How many times I use that? Just it will just just a tip. Just a tip. <laughs> just a tip. <laughs> My balls are in there. <laughs> balls deep. Balls first. Yeah. <laughs> balls. It's odd. It's a mild rumble. Uh, no, wait. Uh, half head on the low side of a half head for me. It's a half head for me, too. It's a half head explosion for me as well. There you go. It's the I'm year of the half heads. I'm not going to say on what end. <laughs> nope. I'm not even going to say the end. I but just... it's half. It's half. 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 
<laughs> That's the Jewish uh, Hefed. Hefed. Right? Oh. Two live Jews. <laughs> and that's and enough it, of the Hebrew stuff. It's time to shake your butt. <laughs> it officially came out last week on Netflix. Friday. Yeah. 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 yeah Thursday, I think. Or Thursday, even. Okay. Yeah, our first Netflix movie, I think. Uh, Netflix premiere, at least, that we've done. It is. Yeah. Of course, next show is going to be. Uh, what month are we in? March? Yeah. <laughs> Next show is going to be an April show, so whatever. We'll see what's coming out in the first week of April and get on it. And then episode 140 is a big one. It's going to have a special guest, and it's going to be yeah. a big one, so that'll be fun. Looking forward to it. Yes. Right on. Okay. So I guess that's that. That's the end of 138. <laughs> I can't even talk anymore. <laughs> 138. That lost hour. I'm tired. Yeah. I'm okay. I went to bed early. I'm smart. I play ahead. If if I'm gonna so, lose an hour, I go to bed an hour earlier. You know so what I mean? I. I, I, I into it. Yeah. I'm like, hey, fuck this. I'm I'm getting my full at least seven. You know I got I mean? to I got to bed at two, and all of a sudden I lost an hour. Wow, oh but that sucks. Yeah. Two. What's the matter with you? I got into bed at two, and I looked at the clock, and it was three. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Oh, terrible. Ah, gotta sleep, I, homie. Saturday night. Team. I'm going to sleep tonight. You're going to sleep? Oh, lucky you. You can. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> we got to get out of here, everybody. Thank you. Bye, Man, everybody. Chi-chi, man, chi-chi. <laughs> we love Take you. Take care. Long time.